my kid. Here, I'll show you guys this one. This Whoa, one. no, I see major blood back there. Yeah, dude, no, that's... Uh, uh, Destro, Destro, that's Destro, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man, I got, I, got, I got Destro. I got I got the Bounty Hunters. Nice. I got my, my Max Sox, dude. Dude, with, you just made... My, you just uh, may be my new best friend. Red, 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 oh, what? That's yeah. Right. I got a buddy of mine, my buddy AJ, I grew up with. He's one of those dudes, he goes to like, he's real into like autographs and stuff. Like getting autographs for people. And so he, um, so he goes to all the, you know, like Comic Cons and that kind of thing. And so he ended up getting a, uh, getting that Red Dawn poster and having C. Thomas Howell sign it for him. Dude, that's super cool. Did you get a response from Travis? I have not heard back. I texted that chat thread. Oh, Give him a couple more on. minutes, and then we'll we'll jump into it. And he can grab cool. a root and growl when he gets on. There you go. So we're going to talk about your your show. Is there anything that we can't talk about that you don't definitely don't want me to ask you? Um, they did give us like a list of things that we weren't allowed to talk about. Mainly just like um, what you call like backstage stuff. That's know? what I want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, they. I, I think like one of the things they talked about was like not like not comparing the show to, to Top Shot. I think was one of the yep. things. Well, and, and like I'm going to talk about it. So <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to compare it. Shot, I'm probably okay, right? Probably okay on that front. If you've never watched it, then how can you compare it? But I can. Exactly. I'm. It's not off limits to me, but I'll I'll do it. I'll, and I've only watched the one episode. I've only seen the one that you guys have been on. Okay. I haven't watched any. I watched the first one and then the one I'm on, obviously, but I haven't seen any of the others. The the next one after you guys is knives, knife throwing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I've always enjoyed knife throwing, knives and hatchets. You're like, you I could have won that one. <laughs> well, they they asked me, you know, what uh, what do you, what best suits you? And I'm like, well, I could do the archery, I could do the knife throwing, but I feel like I just want to be a part of the firearm stuff because that's what like my page and Instagram and YouTube is all about. So I wanted to focus on that. Yeah, so that's why cool. I went with the firearm. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that, man. Because like when I when they originally talked about the show, what I thought it was going to be was we were going to talk about like the weapons that we were good at, like the stuff that we could do, yeah. the stuff we knew how to use, and then they would put us in a scenario where we'd use the stuff that we were good at, the stuff that the other people were good at too. And so you know the the format was something that I was really surprised by because I thought like same thing with Evan because we do a lot of like. We're kind of all over the place, right? With like what we do on Instagram, and so I thought there was going to be some definite black powder stuff, so maybe some knife throwing, axe throwing, um, archery, that kind of stuff. So that was definitely a surprise. Gotcha. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, like I said, Travis can jump in and join us uh, when he gets on, and we'll filter him in. Um, any questions before before I go? You got any questions for me? Anything? No nope. man, free freeform sounds good. I hope my I hope my head's not too big for the uh, for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did had to I had to zoom out a little bit. To, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, you're fine. You're perfect. Back here. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Lead heads, welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. And I'm probably blowing you out because my mic is turned up really loud for some reason. Sorry about that, lead heads. But we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, this is going to be a great episode. Been looking forward to this for a few weeks now. I will get into our guest in just a second. But in case you haven't had an opportunity, make sure you go back to our last episode where we had Neil Vermillion join us. And Neil is no stranger to the show. He's been on a couple episodes in the past with our AK Corner. 
And as some of you leadheads know or may not know, uh, Neil is also a contractor, and he went to Ukraine and did some training of the Ukrainian armies over there. And uh, we had him on to talk about his his experiences that he encountered while he was there and differentiate what uh, the he's you know that we're hearing in the media versus what was actually going on there. He had boots on the ground, uh, and he was an excellent source to give us an idea of the reality of the Ukraine invasion. So go back, check that episode out. It was really good. And make sure you hit Neil up on his Instagrams, his social meds, and let him know how much you appreciate him being on the show. Also during that show, I made two big announcements. And uh, I'll go ahead and introduce one of my guests. Uh, he is also no stranger to the show. We had him on a couple of AK Corners back where we had the listeners on. This is none other than the flood man himself, Evan Floodman. Evan, welcome All right. Thank you for having me on another show. Stoked for this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, Travis, I'll get to you. Or not Travis, but Paul, I'll get to you in just a second. So you listened to the last AK Corner. Yep. You, you said you really enjoyed that, enjoyed Neil's uh, commentary on you know things that he encountered and saw while he was over there. But then, you know, before that, we kind of made these two big announcements. Do you remember what those two big announcements were? Yeah, well, I think there was three of them, well, that Probably I can recall. Three. But uh, you're doing a couple giveaways that I'm pretty stoked for. I definitely plan on winning them, for sure. <laughs> there you go. I like <laughs> I like that attitude. So, yes, we are, we are, and as you're listening to this, Leadheads, hopefully we have uh, started those. Um, as of this recording, they haven't been activated yet, but they are coming. So for the next Talking Lead AK Corner, December's edition of the Talking Lead AK Corner, we are giving away what, Evan? Uh, another Century Arms BFT forty-seven. Yeah, baby. So yeah. if you if you didn't win the the first one or didn't get an opportunity to get into that first giveaway we did for the Century Arms BFT forty-seven, their AK rifle, we are giving away another one. And the way we're going to do it is we're doing a raffle. And it's to raise money for Sheepdog Impact Assistance. And you guys have heard me talk about Sheepdog IA on the show before. We've had Sergeant Major Lance Nutt on, who's the founder of Sheepdog IA. It's a, a great nonprofit organization that is set up to help our veteran men and women, uh, not only military, but law enforcement and first responders, um, whether they're wounded or just retired or you know whatever it may be, they are there for them to help them in so many different ways. They do outdoor adventures. So they set up uh, huntings. Uh, they set up hunts. They set up uh, scuba dives. They set up fishing trips. They set up all kinds of things. I mean, it's limitless on what they, they set up and do for uh, our veteran men and women. They also do disaster recovery, uh, which we may have a disaster here as we're recording because we got tornadoes rolling through my neck of the woods, guys. So uh, I just heard a big thunder boom. So if I lose power, I apologize. We'll reconnect and finish this. Um, but the disaster recovery missions uh, that they set up are amazing. And um, civilians can take part in that too. So if you're a member of Sheepdog IA and that's something you want to get involved with, go to their website. Uh, they've got instructions on how you can get involved if you want to physically get involved or monetarily, which that is really what they need. So that's what we're doing with this BFT-47 giveaway is that we're doing a raffle 
and it's going to be through Sheepdog IA, and it's to raise money for them. So until now, until uh, I think the cutoff's going to be the 15th, um, the AK Corner's going to be a few days later than normal uh, because we're going to give this giveaway as much time as we can to raise money for Sheepdog IA. So be looking for that if you haven't seen that yet or entered it or bought your raffle tickets. And then the next giveaway, I've got an update on, and that's going from December, 1st of December to the end of December. It's going to go the whole month, and it's the 10-year celebration of the Talking Lead podcast. And it's awesome. And as of this date, as of this recording, Evan, this is what I've got confirmed. We have an AP5 9mm from Century Arms that we're going to be giving away. We have a Tavor X95 from IWI that we're going to be giving away. Caltech has put up a super rare Sub 2000. It's it's one of their versions of the Sub 2000 that will take multiple manufacturers' mags. So they've got it comes with adapters that you can use, like Smith and Wesson and a couple of different other manufacturers. magazines and i think it was gonna i think it was gonna come with some other things let me see yeah i haven't heard that one yet so that's exciting it's called not the nine millimeter sub 2000 multi mag in tan cerakote so it's going to be a tan cerakote finish uh the semi-automatic sub 2000 is designed to be the most convenient nine millimeter caliber rifle available it's adjustable and foldable to 16.25 by 7 inches for easy storage and can accept many popular handgun magazines. Plus, it can easily be disassembled by uh, for cleaning and inspection without tools. Ideal for backpacking, trips, situations where space and convenience are paramount. So we've got that. Also, um, Mission First Tactical is going to be putting up some of their bags, so their, their backpacks, gun cases, uh, probably do some of their holsters. Um, no telling what else Mission First will have on that. ASP USA has put up a Raptor 2000. It's one of their dual fuel flashlights. And I had it here a second ago, but I moved it already. Uh, I've got one of those. They're really nice. They're like, it's like a $300 flashlight. Uh, and then they're putting together also like a, uh, a pepper spray uh, safety kit. It's got a whistle, pepper spray, and uh, I think it's got a light or something like that on it. Nice. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? We've got... So on the bubble, and, and I don't want to hex it, but we may be getting something from Henry Rifles. Cool. So that... I haven't... That should be tomorrow. I should be able to solidify that. Um, and then... Who else? We got a lot. Um, Primary Arms. Primary Arms is going to be putting up some very cool prizes. I haven't solidified those yet, so I don't want to say what those may or may not be, but you can imagine they've got some great optics over at Primary Arms. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, yeah. My good buddy Thomas Rader, who is with uh, Medical Points Abroad, is going to be putting up an EFAC, an Enhanced First Aid Medical Kit. Uh, that's just going to be jam-packed, loaded uh, with cool first aid med stuff. Yeah, that's a really cool. That's a really cool uh, med kit. So I got to meet him at an Overland show earlier this year. Oh, you and, did? 
Yeah, yeah, he was at an Overland show over over in Orlando, oh, and nice. I'm also I'm also an EMT, and I used to do a lot of search and rescue stuff, mm-hmm. and so we had a good conversation about IFACs and how customizable his solutions are. So that's going to be a really cool kid. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. Thank you for that. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect segue there. Uh, and there are others. I'm trying to go through here. Uh, Seal One. We got Seal One. They're putting up uh, some of their uh, cleaning kits. And, oh, Lockdown. Lockdown is putting up a digital hygrometer and a one, is that, a dehumidifier rod, a gun concealment magnet, and a magnum magnet, and one of their plain, hide-in-plain-sight shelves. So that'll be a cool nice. prize. And I think that's that's what we've got so far. So hopefully as you're listening to this, we've already got it solidified. It's out there and you guys are, are signing up for all this. But as of this recording, this is what we've got in the works. Uh, so some really cool prizes there. And it's not all going to one person. Everybody's going to have a chance to win um, all those. You can't win more than one, but if you win, you know, if if you if you win one, then you can't win another. But we're going to have several opportunities, so we're going to break these prizes up so we have multiple winners. Try to spread the love, so to speak. So that's what we got. That's the big things. What was the third announcement that you said that I made, Evan? Oh, I was just thinking of the the third firearm, the the IWI, but I guess that was all in one. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that's going to be uh, part of the the 10-year anniversary of the Talking Lead podcast. Legucating the uneducated since 2012 here on the Talking Lead podcast. So, just you know, you know, we like to give back to our listeners, and uh, we do that because we have great sponsors like Caltech, like Mission First Tactical, like Seal One, like ASP, like IWIUS, like Century Arms, like Lockdown. Uh, And you go show them the love by buying their products. Going to their social meets, following them, liking their posts, sharing their posts. Uh, and that's how we continue to get awesome giveaways for you lead hits. Just show them love. That's all you got to do. Share the love. Because that's what we're doing. Keith likes everything about the great outdoors. He's a lot like us. Whether we're bow hunting in the backcountry or plinking in the backyard, we want to enjoy each experience to the fullest. Keltec's 22 caliber P17 is Heath's go-to pistol for a good time on the range, on the trail, and anywhere in between. Weighing in at only 14 ounces with a full magazine, its compact size makes it easy to conceal or tuck away in a small pack, pocket, or space. It comes out of the box ready with a fiber optic front sight, a threaded barrel, a Picatinny rail, and a price point for any budget. With three 16-round magazines, it's ready for hours of pure, unadulterated enjoyment. It's easy, it's affordable, it's accurate, and it's a damn sweet marvel of plinking innovation. The Keltec P17. It's more bang for less buck. So, all right, let's get into the show. I, I want to talk uh, Ultimate Marksman with with our good buddy Evan. So you guys heard me talk about Evan uh, was on this TV show on the History Channel, and he competed, and I hope all you guys watched and supported him. Um, yeah. 
Evan has brought some friends along with him this episode, some of the contestants that were there. Uh, and at, at the moment, we're waiting on one, but joining us, you heard him talking earlier, is Paul Laster. And Paul's from Texas, and he was one of the competitors on, uh, I guess it was the second episode of the History Channel's Ultimate Marksman. Yep, that's right. Yep, second episode. This is a new show. It's it's kind of brand new to the History Channel. Uh, it's a new, it's a different platform. It's not a new platform, but it's it's different in how they're approaching it and doing it. And I'm I'm kind of digging it. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, your experience, uh, all your experiences on the show, and uh, hopefully Travis Gibson will be able to join us. Um, and Travis is in Idaho. I don't know. Is there bad weather going on in Idaho right now? Or he just know. he's just being a slacker. I don't yeah. know. Down here where we where I am, like cold for us is fifty degrees. So I think the weather's always bad in Idaho. It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, the way it's twelve I degrees up here. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, Evan, you're in Utah. Yes, sir. And Paul's in Texas. Down there in Texas, you got similar weather to what we have here in Tennessee. Uh, we probably get a little little colder than what you get. Um, yeah, not too not too far off. I think you guys get more severe weather than we do. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, like we're getting right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about that, and let's give let's give Travis a little more time before we get into it and start talking about it. Uh, this will be a perfect segue for us to get into. The uh, talking lead planes and trains. We need to take care of some jack wagons and honor some heroes. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Zipperpie, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So, brace yourself, baby. Yeah, I got, I got a chance to meet him at um, the NRA. was NRA 2013, I think, was in Houston. Mm-hmm. And- uh, got a chance to got a chance to, to I mean you know like you wait in line and you say hey to them it's not like we're like it's having a beer amazing together. yeah the, but it, the it amount was, of people that he talks to during one of those events you know oh yeah yeah and he's I mean exactly like you think he is he is oh yeah yeah, yeah. It was really cool to, to really cool to see that he's a really yeah really cool dude and we were very honored to have him want to take part in our show uh, and especially do our intro for our jack wagon so. We continue to honor his legacy by taking care of jack wagons each and every week. So, Evan, the the train has stationed, and I understand you've got maybe a jack wagon or two that you would like to take care of. So, that I do. Turn it over to you, sir. All right. So, my jack wagon for the week uh, is Steve Jobs or Apple, because what (laughs) they've got picking on on dead men. What's wrong with you? What an ass. <laughs> so <laughs> Apple is, uh, they're pretty much trying to remove Twitter from their app, uh, like their app store, right? I don't, I don't use the Apple phones, but yeah, I, don't uh, I know a lot of people that do. And they're removing, you know, they're trying to remove Twitter from their app store. Uh, pretty much just hating on free speech. And I find that to be a very, very jack wagon move. So that is well, my they, jack wagon. They don't like any speech that's against their agenda. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, and they, they try to squelch it and it's it's so obvious what they're what they're trying to do, yet people still get on board with them and back them, not not knowing how stupid they're being by doing that because it's just hurting right. them in the long run. Right. Yeah. It's a pathetic move. 
sad to see it happen. Yeah, I saw something, and I didn't read the article, but there was something about him. Maybe there was a an Instagram post or something. I saw somebody made a post of Steve Jobs. I didn't read the post, so um, I guess that was my flag that there was something going on there with Apple or with uh, with Steve Jobs. <laughs> So no, yep. definitely anybody who's who's into squelching our freedom of speech, any of our amendments, you know, our constitutional rights, are jack wagons. No doubt 100%. about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one one of the things that's uh, uh, happening over in China too is that a lot of the information that they're sharing, they're sharing through um, uh, airdrop because they have the ability to airdrop something outside of the networks that the phones have to go through if they're in China, because like, for example, VPNs that, you know, we, that we use, we can freely have access to in the United States. VPNs are, are legal in China, except they're illegal to use. So you can actually have a VPN, but if you use it, that's, that's a crime you can be arrested for. And so a lot of people, even though they have access to VPNs, they won't use them because the Chinese network is so locked down yeah. that even if you're using a VPN, you're automatically guilty because you're now using something you're not supposed to be using. And so that's how they kind of skirt around public opinion. And so what, what's happening now is um, Apple's cooperating with China on locking out the ability to airdrop files and airdrop information, which is how a lot of this dissident thought is spreading in China, because that's not working across a network. That's a local area where mm -hmm. it's just going across like Bluetooth or whatever. So yeah, it's definitely... Apple is is uh, as as you would as you would say on the wrong side of history on this one, um, yep. and yeah, it's just it's a mess to see that you know, it's 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 sad how how petty the word freedom becomes if it if it pushes against their financial. Do you agenda. see the Do you see the irony here? Is that you've got a platform like Twitter that suppresses people's opinions and thoughts and speech, and now they're being suppressed. <laughs> by a larger entity, yep, I yeah. guess, um, because I don't know. I don't know why. I, I mean, because Elon Musk, maybe Elon Musk is controversial to them. He's yeah. not controversial. There's nothing controversial about Elon Musk. It's just that he's controversial to them and to their opinion, just like Donald Trump was, just like we are. You know, yeah. we, we are constantly getting shadow banned and, Oh, sure. Uh, you know, and filtered. I just got uh, a notice from YouTube yesterday that a video that I did four years ago, three or four years ago, uh, it was one of the AK Corner episodes. They they took the video down. They took the the post down. It wasn't even a video. It was, it was just audio because I wasn't recording video then of the podcast from four years ago, huh? Yeah. From four years ago. It was, it was on the AK build kits, the episode we did oh, yeah. on build kits. Oh. Yeah. Anything that's build or anything that's assembling because yeah, because the way you have to think about it is so like, so the first time I, I posted something on YouTube, I was telling Evan about this. I got a strike like in my very first video because I posted a picture of my, my 10 uh, year old. I think he was eight at the time shooting a cap and ball revolver, like a black powder revolver. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is naturally he, he kind of goes back with the recoil because it's a big gun and he's a little guy, right? Well, in, you know, the culture that I'm a part of, that's like a natural coming of age. Like, oh yeah, look at that. He, he shot a gun. and Passage it, and of it, rights. Yeah. Right. Passage of right. Right. I mean, every kid you, you do that. We were shooting shotguns with the kids yesterday. Right. And what, what, what the thing, what happens is, is somebody in California or, you know, somewhere outside of our kind of cultural area 
sees that and I get a strike for child endangerment. Because <laughs> child they, endangerment. Child endangerment. Because they wow. saw... Wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. What about all these videos people put up of their kids getting hit in the nuts with baseballs and right? skateboarding right. And, and racking yeah. themselves on the rails? and They're oh, yeah. such no, hypocrites. So I, so, I, so I did a test on Not another... the same thing. I did a test on another video I posted, and it was a similar kind of thing, but I said demonstrates safe gun usage to, to, to make it like it's he's demonstrating gun safety. Same thing. He's shooting large caliber black powder gun. He ro recoils back with it, but no strike on that one. And I'm guessing that was probably because I was uh, kind of positing that maybe if I had some kind of gun safety thing on there that it would get through. But but uh, yeah, as, as, as Evan has taught me, Evan's much better at YouTube than I am. And he's taught me that uh, once you do anything gun related, you're on the list, you know. And uh, yeah, we've, definitely, we've been on the list for a while. And that's why I stopped doing videos. Um for a long time and you know, I'm still not doing like the, the videos I used to do, you know, like the reviews and the, uh, the gun stuff. But, you know, I post the podcast now I'm recording the video and, and posting that up now. Uh, but it just, it's, it's, it's useless, you know, because they, they're so against us that we can't get any traction. Yeah. So, right. Uh, and I think mine was in the description, the way that I described it. Um, because there's no way they sat and listened to the, to that entire podcast. There's no yeah. way they did. You know, they're just, they just looked at my description and in my description, they, they based it on that. So if I had to change my description, then I mean, who knows? But again, that's three years ago. So they may still come back for that video that you did. And Oh, uh, sure. You know, oh, yeah. you can come yeah. after that. And also they said, once you get a strike, you always have a strike. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of deal. It doesn't ever go away. I was like, well, Basically, fuck them is is my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. They 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 have nothing to do. Um, they're not one of my main sources for reaching my audience. You know, yep, so right. I really could do without them. I don't I don't really give yep. a crap. I just wish that there was there was another platform that was uh, more us friendly. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's the key, right? It's 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 the old adage of don't give money to people that hate you. Right. That's true. And that's where and it starts. Things where you have you have to be discerning about you know your media usage. You have to be discerning about who you support and and where you put your dough. Because at the end of the day, like, is one person going to make a difference? Probably not. But if everybody decides to not support something, then it's you know, got to be a group effort. It has to yeah, be. It has to be a group effort. Right? And, Otherwise, and it's not going to go anywhere. Part of the, that's part of having a you know a parallel economy. Is saying, hey, I'm only going to support things uh, financially that are things that that stand for my value system or stand for you know what we believe in absolutely and, uh, yeah and it was um yeah absolutely yeah so hey, travis, travis has joined us now travis what up welcome but better late than never i guess huh that's hey, right beard's yep. looking, the beard's looking good brother yeah it looks really good yeah. facial armor's coming in coming in good for all the winter activities oh, hey, man, now you can survive the winter. <laughs> it's like all of us except evan have uh <laughs> yeah, dang it! I'm busting on. I'm busting on the. Doesn't kid. grow in very well. You got. You got to have. You got to have a fake one next to you. you. Can slip on real quick so you blend in. Yeah, right. So we'll catch <laughs> Travis up. Nice warmer. Travis, we're uh we're doing our planes and trains segment, and we're on the jack wagons now. And a jack wagon is somebody we would like to call out as being that we disagree with or just plain stupid. 
Uh, and it could be a thing, too. It doesn't okay. have to be a person. So Evan called out Apple um, for wanting to um, delete was it Twitter from their selection of apps? App, app Store. From their App Store um, based on the, uh, you know, squelching freedom of speech kind of kind of thing, which we agree with. Right. Uh, so, uh, and then uh, Paul and I were jumping in with, you know, YouTube and how, you know, they're, they're very similar and, and do the same thing. Um, so... Do you have anybody that you would like to anybody come to mind that you'd like to call out as being a jack wagon? That, that's a that's a that's a a big uh, a big ask early yeah. on here when I'm like all panically because I'm a half an hour late to the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can let you think about I, I, it and I can do mine. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, then it'll I'll do mine. Make sure that the thing that I've got in my head's going the right direction. Or yeah. Not. So mine are HOAs. Oh yeah, oh, my man. jack wagon are HOAs, and I know I've talked about this before on HA, but they've done something again to piss me off. And, uh, you know, yearly they send out the bills and, you know, you send your bills in and blah, blah, blah. So whenever I receive it, I pay it. It's not my fault if they send it to me late. Okay. I, 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 when I get it, then I pay it. I don't know what it's going to be because it changes yearly. Um, maybe they've changed and got a new HOA. I don't know. We've had like two or three different, you know, HOA managers or whatever that is. So anyway, this year, you know, it was the same way. I got it. I sent it in. And a few months later, I get this um, uh, bill for a late fee, a $15 late fee. I'm like, I wasn't late. There's no way I was late. I got it. You know, it might have been a day or two after I received it that I sent it in. Um, But, you know, I sent it in a timely manner. And they got it and they cashed it. Uh, but then I get this $15 late fee and I'm like, I'm not going to pay it. So I ignored it, you know, for a couple of months, I get another letter saying you owe this $15 fee. I'm like, fuckers. So I call them. Nobody answers. I have to leave a message. So I would let I left my name, my number, what I was calling about, blah, blah, blah. Never got a call back. So today I get a certified letter. And they're threatening to turn it over to collections or an attorney or whatever if I don't pay this $15 late fee. You know, they're, they're going to turn it over to uh, an attorney, which is, they pay the attorney out of our HOA dues. So that's just double, that's dipping into our dues to pay something that if they wouldn't charge me for it to begin with, which was erroneous to begin with, then it's going to probably save them five or $600 that this attorney's going to charge them to come after me for, it makes no sense. It's stupid. They're back ass words. And there's a, and there's a really good chance that whoever mailed the certified letter for you didn't pay for that out of their own pocket either. No, that came out of the HOA uh, fees. Yeah. So that was probably a $5 yeah. deal to send a certified letter. Yep. You know, yeah, we're up to $10 out of your $15. But they fee. did up it to $25 now. So it wasn't 15. So now they're charging me late fees on the late fee. Um, which is completely ridiculous. So I know I've got some listeners that are attorneys. So get in touch with me <laughs> because I would like you to write a letter to my HOA for me. So talkylet at gmail.com. Get in touch with me. Uh, and let's have some fun with these assholes. <laughs> That's my jack wagon. Uh, 
Paul, did you have one? You had mentioned that you you may possibly have one also. HOAs, geez. Well, you know, it's it's <laughs> funny, man. I like there's there's problems at the macro level and problems at the micro level, right? You know, like I could say, like at the micro level, uh, I'm my own jack wagon, right? Because the way I design the um, the pin that I put my goat's hay into, I hit I hit my head on it every morning, right? And so it's <laughs> like if I had any sense, I would have, you know, gone after the builder and and told that guy a thing or two. Except for it's me, and that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah you do it every morning and you don't fix the problem. Morning. Yeah, and I don't fix it because by then I'm on to my next micro problem, right? So right. I don't remember it by the time I get past it. But no, I would say, you know, if anything, I mean, the media as a whole, right, has just been a, an out of control disaster. For a long time. Over these past few years have really highlighted what a disaster that is. Yeah. And it's just like lost all credibility in my book. And one of the things that I've, 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 I've thought a lot about is like, when we look back on this time period, this crazy time period we've had, how do we, how do we keep track of what, what's real and what's not real? Because so much of what we experience has been flavored by like trying to sell a story and trying to, trying to say something that we all know is not true and couldn't possibly be, be true. But you look back on it like 50 years from now, like what are my grandkids going to see in the history book that talk about, you know, this time period? Like the victor writes know. the history, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's terrible because it's like you have these like, you know, government officials that have just been a runaway disaster. And it's like I was talking to somebody the other day. So I'm, I'm an EMT. I do a lot of volunteer medical stuff. And um, I've never done more volunteer medical stuff during the past couple of years because a lot of times people people just didn't want to get involved at all because they were so scared about, you know, everything that's happening. And so um you know, now that, you know, things have slowed down a lot, I was talking to some of my, you know, this, this nurse that I'm friends with. And I was like, you know, if if the government and the media set out to do something bad, they probably would have done a better job than the trying to do good. Like, mm. just what a disaster. What an unmitigated disaster. So I'd have to say, you know, that the way the media has handled these last few years, that's my that's my jack wagon for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it gets worse, you know, as, as time goes on, we see that it's getting worse. And, you know, there's no better example than the COVID, you know, when the, when yep. the COVID first hit and all the, the misinformation that they were giving us, but yet the people that were trying to counter it with the actual facts and, you know, and realizations were the ones that were doing the disinformation and, yeah, uh, being absolutely. squelched, and it's it's coming out now that all those people were actually correct. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly exactly what I mean. Yeah. Travis, you were going to say something? Yeah. Just um, we were having um, dinner with uh, some actually a friend of my son's dad's a doctor, and we were having dinner with him, and we were having this conversation. Probably not last winter, but maybe it was the winter before last. I don't remember. You know, and and he asked me. He's like, he says, "Well, Trav, where do you, where do you go to get your information?" I said this probably sounds really bad and um, might not be the best tack to take, but I don't like, I just don't, I don't watch the news. I try my very, very best not to listen to the radio. I do podcasts, right? I listen to podcasts and those sorts of things and read books. And um, well, like I said, it might not be the best thing. I kind of don't care. My life is pretty darn happy. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to try and absolutely man. Absolutely. what's true and what's not true. And I don't get frustrated when I hear things that are being pushed out to the mass, you know, to the masses um, by the media that I know for a fact aren't true. And it's just like, like it, it, it's probably not great, but my life's better off because of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. 
with that to a certain extent, but you've got to, you've got to keep in touch and, and see what they're doing, you know, what's going on. And, and I, and I'll talk about, I don't mean just, you know, listening to Fox or listen to Newsmax or you got to listen to both sides. You got to go to CNN, you got to go to CSNBC, you got to go to Bloomberg and you got to listen to what all they're saying too. And somewhere in between the two is where, you know, you're going to find probably where the truth is. But you've got to you've got to critically think that out for yourself. But you know, it, it, it and there are podcasts. You know, there are some really good podcasts that that have some good unbiased information where they're just presenting facts, like the episode that we did. You know, with um, with Neil Vermillion, we actually got a person who'd been over to Ukraine, had boots on the ground, and saw exactly what was going on. We had him on and just talk about his experience. I mean, what better way to get what's actually happening than, you know, something like that. So that, you know, that's, yeah. that's what people don't want to do anyway because it, it takes work. You know, if I've got to oh, go absolutely. to five different places. Yeah. And I, like I said, like as a, as a former news hound. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that was a big, a big shift for me for sure. Um, you know, I, I would also say like, you know, other, other resources, a great podcast called the no agenda show. And there, I don't know if you guys have heard of that before, but they're, they call themselves like right, professional news deconstructors and they do a lot of that research and looking into things and who's paying for what and who owns what patents and this kind of thing. And it really kind of helps, you know, paint connect a larger, the dots. larger picture. Yeah, it helps you connect what's the happening dots. in the background. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, oh, Fauci has stock in Pfizer. Oh, okay. Right. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Exactly that kind of stuff. So, and, and, I, and I would say, you know, it's kind of funny, right? Like the term like conspiracy theorist is really like, taken a battering over the past couple of years, but I would say most of those guys are right. You know, most of those guys have been proven to be right. So it's been a very interesting time in history. Yeah. The Alex Jones is, although he is an extreme uh, case of the conspiracy theorists, but uh, I mean, he, he has been right a lot of times. Yep. No doubt. All right. What about, what about you, Travis? You got any, anybody? Yeah. Um, so I, I got two, um, they're a little bit lighter. The, the, the first one uh, is trying to sell uh, firearms on the interwebs. It's just turned into such a huge pain in the rear. You know what I mean? Like one, one time I was trying to sell a knife and I literally drew a picture of a pocket knife on a piece of cardboard with a Sharpie and said, I've got this. PM me for details. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, and they're trying to sell a pocket knife, you know. Um, that's gone completely off the rails, squirrely. I mean, you know, super difficult to do anywhere. And yeah, it's so, so that's one of the things that, that frustrates me to new, no end. Um, the second one, which, uh, is, is relevant because I'm going to be traveling, uh, tomorrow or the next day to go, uh, go see my kid back in Maryland and, and his new wife is, uh, this is kind of funny, but it really annoys the heck out of me when you're there to get your bag at the pickup. Uh -huh. And everybody crowds around right where the bags come out. Yes. And nobody can see what's going on. Yes. Drive me insane. If everybody, like in, uh, when we were doing Three Gun Nation, we'd fly into Tulsa. Like once a month, we'd fly in there. And they actually had yellow lines painted around the um, luggage carousels that were probably like four feet back. And if you stand behind the yellow lines, everybody can see the bags that are coming out. And it's super easy. But exactly. that never happens because people are stupid. Exactly. <laughs> And you can't tell them anything either, you know, because. <laughs> well, who, who are you going to tell? Like, yeah. It's, you can't cure yeah, like stupid. Said, 
<laughs> this seems to be one of those segments where it's going. We're going to complain about things that there's no way you could possibly change. Yeah, so, yeah like, exactly. Right there on both of those. <laughs> but that is a good step, you know, doing the the little line thing there. If they would enforce it, then yeah, that would be. Yeah, or if people could read or chose to read, chose you know? yeah, took the time, <laughs> choose to read. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. So. Good jack wagons. Was there a second one, or did you do them both? No, it was the it was trying to trying to sell firearms on oh, the, the firearms interwebs, okay. and then the, then the idiots. So when you say trying to sell the firearms on the interwebs, is that like those private sites that you can go to to like person to person kind of sales, or are you talking about like going to Palmetto State Armory or you know something like that? The 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 private sales, you know, person to person, those types of things, yeah. just like you know, go broker anything up anywhere, even you know, I mean, I did a po- a, a, a TikTok post, one of the very first ones that I did. And it had a picture of a gun in the background, and they pulled it, you know. And it's just, just we've gone you had so a far of off the gun. rail. What's that? I said just because you had a picture of a gun, they pulled it. Yeah, and, and we've we've gone so far off the rails. I'm not telling you guys anything about what's sane and normal to what everybody thinks should be right. Like it's yeah, but it's a it's common frustration not- that we all have. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up our. Our jack wagons. Let's counter this with some heroes. You guys got any heroes? Uh, somebody, uh, Travis. That's somebody that we want to recognize as doing something positive, or having a you know a good positive influence on our society. It could be a person, could be a thing. Anything come to mind? I got to go first now because I was late. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's your punishment. I don't know. I I, I need to take a pass. I, I need to think about it. For that's a fine, Evan. You got anybody? Um, I'll just go with the easy one. Since I was talking about Twitter, I'll just go with Elon. I, I appreciate what he's doing for free speech. I think it's hilarious and how many people he's pissing off. So it was an easy take. No, that's fine. That's a good one. I like that. I mean, he's a jack wagon in a lot of ways too, but. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it, but yeah, I mean, we, we can uh, let him be a hero on that one. No doubt. What about you, Paul? Jeez. Heroes. Uh, you know, I mean, people who speak up and, and say what they really believe in, I think, is, is a huge thing right now, right? There's a lot of a lot of shenanigans going on, and people are kind of forced to pretend like they believe in stuff they don't believe in. So I think people that sit up for that's really good. Um, I also want to give out a shout-out to Evan, too, man. I mean, he's like, like, dude, I love your stuff you're doing on YouTube, your videos, all that kind of stuff. I think everything's fantastic. I wish, uh, Thanks, man. I wish you had more eyeballs on what you do, man, because you're doing a great job. I appreciate that. It he's going to get yeah, more. He's just, he's no, dude, just getting absolutely. started, man. You know, he's going to he's gonna rock it. <laughs> he's on off, his right? way up, definitely. Uh, so my heroes are you guys. The, again, like you, like you said, Paul, people who take action, say what they feel. Uh, you guys took action. There was a, this opportunity to be on this awesome TV show on the History Channel. Uh, you know, I've been wanting them to bring something like uh, Top Shot back. Um, it's been way too long, uh, and they've kind of you know recreated the the top. And I know I'm not supposed to be comparing it to Top Shot, but I mean that's what people are going to compare it to. So they need to get over it. Um, top Top Shot was a great show, um, and I think what they're doing with this new Ultimate Marksman is right on target, right on track. You know, with being another awesome. A series that they're coming up with that pays homage to, you know, our pastime, our our firearms, our weapons, our knives. You know, I think 
the episode I told you, the number three, third, three episode, third episode, they're doing like knife throwing or something. I hadn't watched it yet, but, uh, um, you know, I commend channels like the History Channel to to take on these so-called controversial issues and put these shows on, you know, because people enjoy them yep. and they're educational and they show proper safe Absolutely. usage, you know, which is what we try to do, uh, even though, you know, our, our freedom of speech and uh, getting the word out is being squelched because it just doesn't matter what we say about it or do. Uh, it's evil. You know, it's just evil. So we need more mainstream, um, what's, what's, what would you call a top tier companies, you know, like the history channel to bring this right. to, to the masses. And yeah, I yeah, appreciate show, you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you guys for, uh, you know, volunteer i don't know if you volunteered auditioned i guess is the word you auditioned for the the show and you made it and there's probably hundreds if not thousands of people that auditioned for that and look here we got three of the the contestants uh was her name dania donya donya uh she couldn't make it she was the the fourth contestant on the on these guys episode um she's in egypt so she's got a good excuse uh i'll say um but she seems to be a pretty good ambassador for you know the outdoor industry shooting sports um as well i I wasn't familiar with her prior to that show but i've done a little research on her and uh the girls you know she's doing really good so she's she's also included uh as one of my heroes because she is doing amazing things uh and she's she's like a a world champion shotgun shooter right skeet shooter yep yep yeah she's on the U.S. Olympics team and everything, which is awesome. Well, there you go. So, yeah. um, so all you guys for getting out of your comfort zone, you know, going and doing a TV show like this uh, and excelling at it. I mean, you all did a, a great job. I can't imagine the pressure that you would be under knowing that you got millions of people watching you, um, you know, try to shoot a, you know, a little thing off a post. I don't. What were you guys? You're shooting jars and all kind. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about it, but. Um, so joining me, if you guys didn't hear it in the beginning, we've got Paul Laster, uh, Travis Gibson, and Evan Floodman, and they were all contestants on it was episode two of the History Channel's Ultimate Marksman, which is a new uh, TV series that they've got going on that you guys need to go watch if you haven't watched it yet. Um, it was uh, very good, very entertaining. And yours was the first episode that I watched. I didn't even see the first episode. I thought yours was the first episode because... Um, Evan, I didn't even know about the show until you made that post that you were going to be on it. Yeah. And I was like, what yep. the hell? He was just on the podcast and he didn't say two words about it. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't say anything about it. <laughs> I keep it on the download. Yeah, yep. that's right. Uh, he kept it on the download, definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was very proud of you, uh, for your participation and, uh, it was very entertaining to watch all you guys. So I want to talk a little bit about. Um, I guess how you heard about it and and the audition process. Sure. Who wants, who wants to start? Um, who's going first? Well, you let you go. Yeah, you you can go, Paul, or I'll go. See until I pass on the last one. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um. So yeah. So I. So uh, Paul, uh, I have a uh, fairly. I don't know what popular means in you know the internet uh, vernacular. But um, I have an Instagram page where I do a lot of stuff with black powder guns and uh, historical guns and that kind of thing. 
And, um, what's it called? I, uh, you know, post a lot of like just, you know, camping events and shooting. I do like kind of around my place. I, I'm, I'm uh, blessed to live on 30 acres, uh, in Texas. So I have, you know, room where I can shoot and do all that kind of stuff. And so I post a lot of like little snippets and, you know, pictures of me shooting historical guns and mainly like my kids and, you know, related people, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I had a, um, what's your, uh, what's your channel called? Reach out to me. What's your channel called? What's your channel called for our listeners so they can look it up while you're oh, talking sure. about it's, it? Oh, uh, sure. It's at the Orion Foundation. Okay. At the Orion Foundation? Yes. Okay. The at and then Orion Foundation. Yes. It's at and then the Orion Foundation. Okay. The Orion Foundation. Got it. Cool. Okay. Cool. No, thanks. Um, and so uh, I got a, I had a casting agent reach out to me and basically say, hey, we're, we're working on a pr- uh, project for the History Channel that focuses on shooting historical guns. Is that something you may be interested in? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine anything I'd be more interested in. Yeah. And so it was really kind of wild. So I talked to um, the first casting agent and, you know, I've never done anything like this before, never been on a TV show. Um, you know, I, I, I do run a, a, a website for the mountain man hobby called buckskinning.org. Oh, thanks brother. <laughs> um, and uh, the, uh, um, <laughs> and so I, I, so I have had people reach out to me in the past about historical stuff, but, but just, you know, I'm not, I, I it never seemed like the timing was right or something I was super interested in doing. Um, this just kind of hit me right at the perfect time. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to see what happens. I've never done anything like this before. Uh, had a great conversation with the casting agent. Um, everything went, went pretty well with that. Talked to my wife about it and she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I gotta feel like this is going to happen. Like this is something that's going to come together. And so ended up, you know, talking to another casting person, uh, talked to um, a uh, producer and uh, yeah. And then they, they uh, basically uh, selected me for the show. Um, I didn't have a lot of details on it. I knew that it was going to have uh, something t- to do with historical weaponry, shooting historical weaponry. And um, uh, that was, that was kind of it. And then it was going to be a competition. And so I don't, I don't do a lot of uh, competitive shooting. I, I go to mountain man events, you know, uh, four or five times a year where we'll do like a, you know, like a competitive, like shoot, like we call it a woods walk where you basically go out in the woods and mm-hmm. shoot it, you know, metal targets or, you know, uh, like a, like a metal cutout. Kind of walk a trail like and there'll be targets and I thought, there. Oh, you know what? I'll give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, at what point during this, um, going back and forth, did you realize that, that it was real, that they were for real and they weren't, this wasn't just some, yeah. Well, you know, Scam. It's, it's it's funny you say that because the point that it was real to me was the point that I showed up at the hotel in Butte, Montana <laughs> and, and, and ran into somebody from the production crew because literally the day before the show, my, um, my 10 year old, I'm getting my, getting my stuff together. My 10 year old goes, he goes, dad, are you sure they're not just going to try to lure you out in the woods? To kill you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I really don't know. We'll have to see what, you know, have to see what happens i said but i think i'll be ready for it but he was definitely concerned that i was uh traveling out of state and couldn't carry uh, any any serious weaponry with me he was real real upset that i couldn't bring anything um but yeah for me it was real like great conversations with producers you know it's like i it's we'll talk more about this had such a great time hanging out with the contestants that were on there because we're all like like like-minded people we're fat became fast friends but um but yeah until i got to the hotel and actually saw like 
here's this camera guy and here's this producer and here's all these people and here's the person that's going to, you know, drive you to get to the set. That That's when it really became real for me. Yeah. And, and I noticed that they call it the Mountain Men Ultimate Marksman. How is this tied in with the Mountain Men show? So, so part of the tie-in is that the idea is that it's based on the historical weaponry of that of the Mountain Man time period. Okay. And so, you know, History Channel, they do they do a lot of stuff with the Mountain Man show. There's a lot of great, you know, great exposure there. And so they wanted to kind of use that to segue this into something that was specifically focused on historical weaponry of kind of the Mountain Man period, you know, the middle 1800s that time period. And so that's kind of how they how they kind of brought all that together. Gotcha. So yep. I, I've got uh, for my viewing audience, I, you know, I pulled up the History Channel and and pulled up the uh, their website here for the Mountain Men Ultimate Marksman. Um, I thought they might have like some snippets or something on here, but they you got to sign into your your provider. Yeah, I thought for a while they did have some like a like a trailer. Yeah, I um, thought they did too. Un- unfortunately, none of us three handsome guys made it onto the trailer, which we still think was a <laughs> tremendous mistake. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Sex sales, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why they had Colby on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They they moved us away from the camera for the sex sales portion of it. Uh, that's funny. So, um, Travis, what about you? How what was your experience in getting involved? So, um, so I actually was contacted. There's a, a guy that I used to shoot with uh, named Mark Hanish. and uh, shot for FNH, and you know he'd been a, a customer of ours for a long time. I he actually started the Scottsdale Gun Club in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, okay. and uh, he's just been his in, name in the sounds forever. familiar. Yeah. So yeah, he was with FNH, uh, Surefire for a while, and like I said, started the um, the uh, Scottsdale Gun Club there. And um, I'm not exactly sure where he's at now, but anyway, good dude. Shot lots and lots of matches with him when we uh, when I was running my three gun match. He would always come out and be on our squad. Just a, a, a great guy. And like I said, I think I think my dad who's obviously been in the industry longer than I have knew Mark when he was like 16 anyways. So I've known Mark for a long time. He, um, meets a gal named Ashley, who is the, uh, curator at the Cody arm, Cody firearms museum, or was until about two years ago or so. So obviously, um, wait, who, you know, who was it? Ashley? So Mark wife is named Ashley. I'm trying to say it's Heblinks. Heblinks. Yeah. She's been on the show. I've had her on the show. That's why yeah. that that's why that guy's name sounds familiar. Okay, that's cool. right. So, so that's that's yeah. I've had Ashley you know, on the show. She's yeah. She's great. Yeah. So I met Ashley through Mark, and then um, Ashley somehow found out this thing was going on because I hadn't heard about it, and she sent me a link and said, "Hey, Trav, here's this thing that we've got going on. Uh, check it out and uh, see if it's something you want to do." So I'm like, yeah, cool. Sounds sounds like fun. If it's uh, with the History Channel. I'm guessing it's not going to be some cut rate, low budget pile of crap show, which I've been involved <laughs> with things like that in the past. And this wasn't one. So that was good. Um, yeah. And then just went through the whole thing. And, and I was exactly like, uh, at like Paul, you know, kind of waiting to see when, uh, you know, what, what's real. And uh, I carried a gun to the first meeting to make sure that I wasn't going to get left out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just in case. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. Yeah. Small world, man. Yeah. So, uh, Ashley did this show with, uh, actually, um, the guy who I started talking lead with Zeke. Um, it was kind of a, and again, they're like, don't compare it to the, but it was like forced in fire. 
but it was with, you know, they did weapons. They made like guns and, and other things. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, yeah. Um, we had, I had her on and we talked about that show and she's just like full of all kinds of great information, historical information about weapons and, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I think she was a curator at the Cootie Farms Museum for mm-hmm. six or 10 years. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, she was there for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, We'd, we'd go out there for matches, and of course, you know, we we get the the tours of the uh, the you know the good tours of the uh, the museum and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I actually was, did a tour of that when I was out there several years ago. I went out there and uh, checked it out. It's a pretty cool museum, no doubt. It is, yeah. So Evan, what about you? Let's hear your your story of making it to the big time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was contacted by the casting company through my email. And uh, I for sure thought it was just like somebody was reaching for some information, scamming on me. Uh, and then I had a couple emails back and forth, finally had a phone call and um, sounded a little bit more legit. Talked to them about like what I wanted to partake in, whether it was the firearms, the knives, or the archery. Chose firearms, obviously. Um, and then at the end of the conversation, I asked them, I was like, where did you find me? Uh, and they said, you were tagged in a post uh, by someone by the name of Paul Laster. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. Uh, But okay, cool. Glad you found me. Uh, So after that, I I looked him up, found the Orion Foundation. I was like, oh, cool. And I actually started sharing content with Paul after that. And so it was really interesting because at at the night at the hotel, when Paul walked up, and I'm like, hey, you're... And he's like, yeah, you're Flood Munitions. I'm like, yeah, man, like this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it was cool to be able to start Flood Munitions and my Instagram page and be found through that, tagged in a post that I had no idea I was part of. Uh, But I was on the same page. Like, I did not think it was real because I drove up to uh, Butte from Salt Lake City. I did not think it was real until they finally at the the counter at the hotel, they're like, oh, yeah, we have a room for you. I'm like, okay, if someone's going to pay for a room, maybe they don't want to murder me. Uh, So, you know, things are looking up. Uh, And then after, you know, a couple hours of hanging my room went down to the lobby met paul uh, and then we had that meeting uh, with the rest of the contestants and the crew and uh yeah at that point I, it was real but yeah i mean what an opportunity it was really cool to be a part of yeah so you guys you, you were contacted by them you didn't put out any kind of audition tape or anything like that you didn't like hear about it third that's that's very cool you could call all my posts and videos auditions for it i just didn't know i was auditioning for it right yeah <laughs> Definitely. That's that's very interesting. I would love yep. to hear about, um, and I'm going to say her name wrong again. Is it Dania? Danya. 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 Yeah. Well, I got you on here twice now, Paul. Are you on two different devices? Well, I had to I had to drop and then get back on because I was I got locked up. Okay. Uh, it, are you seeing you on here twice? Yes. There it went I, away. Okay. Good. Okay. There we go. There we go. Boom. Dude, thank you, thank you for the assist, brother. <laughs> Cha-cha. Nice. So, so once you guys realize it's real, you're you're headed to where did they do? Where did they film it at? Butte, Butte, Butte Montana, Montana. Um, and you you realize it and it's sinking in that this is this is real. I mean, what kind of prep did they give you prior to? Are they just saying pack this and come here for this? Or, yeah, or meet yeah, here. The, the only prep they really gave us was bring four or five potential outfits. 
to okay. wear. And they were going to pick the outfit. And so I basically, I got, I, I don't, I'm sure you guys did the same thing. I got in front of my wife and I was like, which one of these makes me look the least fat? And that's <laughs> what I'm going to go. <laughs> and, uh, so l- luckily, luckily that was, that was it. But we had, um, yeah. So they basically, you know, that's the only prep they had. What was really interesting is like, you know, Travis, Evan and I were all, we're all outdoorsmen, spent a lot of times out, outside and the, um, the kind of the, the rundown that they gave us was like, there's going to be snakes everywhere that are going to kill you. You're going to get carried away by the mosquitoes. It's going to be the roughest outdoors you've ever been in. And like, none of us experienced any of that. It was, right. you know, it, it was fine. It was like being in a park. It was yeah. no problem. I mean, they didn't really convey it on the, the episode that I watched. It looked like it was, you know, pretty safe and secure. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Safety was. Oh, yeah. The only 100%. thing was that tall grass that you guys had to, to walk through to yeah. get that bag was, yeah. It's only, you know, maybe there might be a snake or something in there, but. But no, but that was it. I mean, there was no, no preparation. Didn't tell you no exactly, didn't tell you what you're going to be doing, what to expect, nothing. Just no, pack no, these no, kind of clothes no. and show up ready to go. Yep. Yep. And y'all were gung ho about it, ready to just take on whatever they were going to throw at you. Could have been fear factor where you're going to be eating bugs and, and <laughs> yeah. pig I would have just and, out right then and there. As long, as long as I get to burn some powder and dent some primers, I'm down. But if I have to eat something that's not oh. on my menu, I'm, I'm out. That's the only way they could make this show better is if they put that element in there where you had to go and like eat a raw rattlesnake, you know, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think we freaked them out because at one point uh, the crew found a rattlesnake, and uh, Evan was like, "Hey, bring that snake down here, and, and uh, me and Paul will eat it." And I was like, "Yeah, give me the rattle." And Evan's like, "I want the skin." And they're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> What kind, of, what kind of backwoods hayseeds do we get in on this operation? Like, we picked right. the perfect people for this show. Yeah. The Mountain Men. So I've never watched The Mountain Men, but I, you know, I kind of got an idea of what it's about. It's been on for like I don't know, eleven episodes or seasons or or whatever. Yep. So I can see why they would want to piggyback off that fame to launch this. Uh, this show just makes sense. Why wouldn't they use something that's in their arsenal to? you know, to really push and promote it. People see yep. mountain man, then they're automatically going to be, Ooh, what's this? yeah. Yeah. And the, the, show's, the show's really interesting. Cause it really gets into like kind of, you know, modern mountain men. And I, and I, I don't, like I said, I don't watch a lot of TV, but one of the guys on that original mountain man show, uh, his name's Eustace Conway. Uh-huh. There's a great, there's a great book called the last American man. Uh-huh. They've written about kind of how he became, the person he is and like the guy like hiked the Appalachian trail with like no supplies, basically just like, wow. you know, for- foraged along the way. So yeah, there's some, is that the guys. co-host guy? No, no, that was, uh, on the, on the mountain man show, like the regular mountain. The man regular. Show. Okay. I've never watched, like, I've never watched it, but I've, I've heard about it. Hey, Leadheads, white settle with seal one. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal one CLP plus is a bio-based non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid aerosol and pre-saturated bore specific patches called seal skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. There's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal 1 CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the Seal 1 CLP Plus. You'll see how easy it spreads around. You'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes, then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. 
we're going to pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings. So I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal One and done. Seal One is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code LEADHEAD for a 25% off discount. Uh, so talking about that, so for those who don't know, Colby Donaldson, who uh, I think his original claim to fame was something on Survivor. Is that what it was? Yeah, so, was, so Colby was uh, first first um, series, right? So first season, and he was second place. Okay. And then when he came back for the All-Stars, he was second place again. And so um, so when they were doing – so he's the host of Top Shot, okay? So yeah. after he gets done with Survivor, this is kind of a funny story. Um, so a good buddy of mine – went on top shot and he was first season second place and then when they came back for the all-stars guess what all-stars second, second place. place so him and colby the same exact who, finishing in both of their shows who is it who's who's your friend uh his name's chris serino yeah so he's chris one serino. of the hosts yeah, on chris. uh talk tv i know chris serino yeah yep yeah yeah i know him um yeah, that's funny. Um, but that's where I first got my introduction with Kobe was uh, Top Shot. You know, watching Top Shot. I didn't know that he had done Survivor or anything like that. I just like they picked a really good dude to host this show. He's got an awesome voice. Uh, you know, with you know Colby Donaldson with his Texas Colt forty five iconic. He likes throwing that <laughs> iconic out there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love it. Um, what yeah, about I didn't more? know he was on. Uh, I didn't know he was on Survivor either until mm. until the show, until this show, until this show. Yeah, yeah. I, I just knew he was the host of Top Shot. I didn't know he was on Survivor. Yeah, I, I think that's because I looked it up. I looked up the uh, when Evan was telling me about it. I looked it up on IMDb or whatever, and then it had Colby on there, and I clicked on it and I saw the other stuff that Colby done because I thought that the only thing he'd done was Top Shot, but. He was a really nice guy. He's like so, a welder or something, too. Yeah. He, he welds. Or, uh, yeah. But we're not talking about Kobe. We'll quit talking about Kobe. We'll talk about you guys. We'll talk about your experience. Uh, Kobe should have got on the damn show if he, if we wanted to talk about Kobe. He should have been on your yeah. list. I reached out to him. Yeah, well, I see how important I am to Kobe, damn it. Um, I don't have the blue check mark, so he never texts back. Right, I don't either. Yeah. With pride, right? With pride. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you guys are there. You're at the hotel. Um, at what point do they, they fill you in and, and let you know, it's like, all right, this is what you're going to be doing. Like about 10 minutes before you're going to do it. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yep. 
I knew we were going to be shooting historical weapons. In fact, you know, Paul and I were talking, well, all four of us were talking about this. What are we going to be shooting? I don't know. I'm not awesome, you know, loading a muzzle loader. So that could not be a good thing for me, you know, and <laughs> yeah. literally no clue what yep. we were doing. No- nothing about the challenge, nothing about, you know, points, what we we're going to be shooting as far as guns go, no- what we're going to be shooting as far as targets go. Um, yeah, I mean, a-, a lot of this stuff, the first time we got to see the guns, was um oh it's your turn for the challenge here you go this is what you're gonna shoot yeah you know? no practice I, at all I'll I'll just yeah I I went over um I went and visited some family last weekend up in Oregon and they were asking me about the show and I started doing the math and correct me if I'm wrong guys I think I shot like 28 rounds the entire time we were there yeah it was a it was a lot so if uh, uh, how many days was it uh we were there for three we were filming for three days three days like 12 yeah. hour days. Yeah. And they were, yeah. And that was the other thing. Like I was thinking that we, you know, get up early, do some filming. We'd all be hanging out at like a, like a, like a restaurant, you know, at by eight o'clock, having a fine meal. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was 1130. Long, long, yeah. Long days. You know, in fact, we, the gas station for some sushi on the way home. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and like Travis said, I mean, it was literally like 10 minutes before a challenge. Like we would drive into an area and they'd say, okay, don't, you know, don't look over there. Cause you know, we're going to, and they Wester us off to the side yeah and then you know 10 minutes before they need us they'd, they'd fill us in hey here's this is what's going to happen you know here's here's the way it's going to run down and then and then that was pretty much it wow so yep. at what point did you all meet each other uh did they keep you separated in the hotel did you get to meet, uh, meet each no, other beforehand I mean, no, the first night yeah the yeah, first he, night during our orientation, we all met at the, it was like a little lobby. They went over all the safety rules and what we needed to bring out, out, you know, out on the field. And then the, you know, what we were going to be wearing, we pretty much had to bring all that down to that first night. And that's kind of when we all first met. Very cool. And how big a crew did they have to, to film this? Was it a pretty big crew? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've never 40. done it. Um, yeah. About 40. Yeah. I was going to say that's a good number. So apparently they didn't have craft services and catering if you guys are stopping at the gas station to eat sushi on the way home. <laughs> yeah, they did, but the, all those people went home at six o'clock at night. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they they had they had they had meals, but they had and they had snacks. I mean, that was probably one of the most well snacked things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. yeah. And it's <laughs> I know the value of having a lot of snacks around, but even I was blown away by the the, the sheer volume of snacks that were involved with this people with these people for sure well i've got a, yep. an excellent craft services company that i can recommend if uh you guys ever get in that situation again yeah that that was one of the things that they were kind of complaining about you know i agree with paul tons of snacks you know and they were squared away there and drinks and all that sort of stuff but when it actually came to the lunch that we got when we were out there like it was god awful it was <laughs> what not was good it? what was in, it in any way shape or form right like i don't even remember i got I got there the first day and the, and and I got like a deviled egg and some old mayonnaise or so, I don't even remember what it was like it was not good though. <laughs> yeah, tra- and Travis, Travis had to and squirt the mayonnaise in everybody's mouth. Everybody got one squirt. You know, had to eat. <laughs> rations. <laughs> you were tr- yeah. living like true mountain man. They were getting you prepared. Yeah, what they were exactly. doing. Um, yeah. So you guys, you guys got to meet first night. Um, and then was it the next day you went out and started started shooting? Yep, bright yep. and early. So no rest for the wicked. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think we actually had our meeting. I mean, it was late, you know, like like the the morning or the night before we were supposed to go- start filming. You know, they 
the casting or the crew there had literally just got done finishing up the episode before us. And so they came yep. in like, I don't think we met till nine or nine thirty, something like that. Exactly. Go through the thing. We were there for like a half an hour. The poor guy, what, I can't remember the guy's name, but he'd had his fill of me by the end of the thing with the guy that had us fill out all the yeah, yeah, forms. Yeah. Yeah. He has yeah. to fill out forms. We're not going to sue if we die or get bit or, you know, whatever. And then, uh, you know, we were probably there for 45 minutes or so. And then, yeah, we were meeting back down in the lobby to roll out the next morning at probably, I don't know, 7.38 maybe? Right. Something, yeah. something like that. That's eight. And then, yeah, and then back at 9 o'clock at night and then doing it again the next day, you know? Yep. So they didn't have, like, alternate setup in case something happened to one of y'all if somebody got hurt or sick or they didn't refuse – they refused to sign the damn documents or something? they no, and that's yeah. that's one of the. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Y'all we had talking, leverage. <laughs> well, because we're yeah. talking, kind of funny. Like if somebody got sick, what are you going to do? You're just going to have to tough through it, you know? Because right. at that point, they're not going to change stuff around. Yeah, but I'm just saying, y'all were in a very good leveraging position there. <laughs> no, we know Travis had it down. Like, we Travis want steak for dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> to hell with deviled <laughs> eggs. Travis knew what was up. He described us like I think like early the first day. He's like, you know, we are we're a bunch of props. We're the props. Yep. And so the whole rest of the time, Travis kept calling us the props. And he was right. We were the props. So That's that funny. <laughs> well, let's talk it's about this, the stars of the show, the guns. <laughs> yeah. The, the actual firearms. Um, so you're there the first day. And did they shoot it in order of how the competitions were? Or did they shoot them? I mean, I, I guess the finale, they would have to do it last no matter what. But. Yeah, it was shot sequentially. Shot se okay, shot sequentially. Yeah. So talk about the first challenge that you guys had. Uh, you're there well, day one, you walk on set. Talk yeah, even for the first challenge, one of the things that we got to do that was really cool was they had kind of a range setup mm -hmm. where we got to shoot some of the historical guns. I guess I, they were, looking back on it, they were shooting B-roll for it, yeah. like just establishing scenes. But that was really kind of cool because that was the first time we all kind of got to shoot together. Um, you know, and we got to uh, shoot... Uh, they had they had a trapdoor Springfield like uh, yeah. uh, an old trapdoor Springfield forty five seventy forty five seventy and yep. it's the nicest one I've ever seen in my life. Like as somebody who's been around antique and old guns his whole life, I've never seen one. I mean, it was like literally off the wall of a museum, and so that it was, was gorgeous. That um, and then we shot uh, like a, a Remington eighteen seventy five revolver, uh, forty five Colt revolver. Uh, that was one of the guns that that we got to kind of kind of do a shakedown with. And we got to spend some time doing that, shooting at um, uh, some targets just for them to do some establishing shots and for us to just kind of give have some opportunity to shoot some of these cool guns. And, uh, yeah, just beautiful, beautiful sample. I mean, even nicer than this one you have on the screen. It was literally like it's one of those guns where you see it and you're like, my gosh, how, how did this make it 150 years without some kid dropping it? Or, <laughs> right. You know, like, like, I swear, you know, I have, I have, you know, some of my rifles, I shoot a lot of long rifles, like black powder guns, man, I, I hit the, I hit the door frame every single time I walk out of my house, yeah. you know, and it's like, I'm and it's like, like in perfectly mint condition from, you know, 150 years ago. Yeah. So where did, where were they getting their firearms from? Who was the, the, the um, what do they call it? The armor. This guy's name is uh, Clay Pavlock, if I'm not, or. I think that was his it was, name. It was um, and so he's from Hollywood, of course. Hollywood. You know, and he's got a partner and um, they, they shoot a lot at the Burbank Rifle and Revolver Club. And, um, you know, he, he does a lot of this. He said he worked with Colby on Top Shot and provided a bunch of the guns for that thing as well. And, you know, dude has it 
a legit arsenal of of these you know older firearms. Yeah. Really cool dude. Really really nice guy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you guys are practicing. You shoot some cool older guns. Probably thinking those are the ones that you're going to be using in the competition. Uh, yeah. And then. Yep. That's exactly what we thought. Yes. <laughs> That's what exactly what we thought. Uh, and then they call you up. It's like, all right, it's time to time to start rolling. Did anything happen between that and the time that, that all right, we're rolling? Um, we did get uh, a few practice shots with the. It was that 1866 Winchester, right? Yeah. I think that was that was it. Yeah. So <laughs> we got three practice shots with that. So that was nice to be able to at least you know utilize that firearm for a couple shots. Um, get somewhat familiar. with with it obviously three shots is not enough to get familiar with the gun but they gave us somewhat of an opportunity uh at that did uh, yeah so remind me evan i i couldn't remember all i remember is when we got our three practice shots i never hit the paper so oh, did they do yeah. something with they they did something where they swapped it out or re-zeroed it or something like that right or didn't right. they or was um, yeah that, and the first shot the first shots we took were with an 1860 henry those were the ones that okay. we took on the, on the paper that's right. And it was, and it was, we got, we only, we only got to shoot it, I think three times each, which is really kind of wild because at that point they told, they had a certain gun and they're like, okay, this is going to be the gun you're going to shoot. Here's the serial number. They had two of them right. that they were going to split up between the four of us. And so I, at that point I was really just focusing on like, okay, obviously the sites are not going to be on. And even if they are on they're, they're probably not going to be on for me. So let me just figure out, okay, where about is this thing hitting? And, you know, no sight adjustment, like, like Evan said, basically like, you know, I think, I think for all of us, all four of us, that was the first time we'd ever shot a Henry rifle before. And so that was something that was pretty wild. Basically, you know, like Travis said, not even hitting the paper, you know, or like watching it zoom over the top. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, shoot this thing in competition. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I was, you know, it wasn't for money or anything. So that yeah, exactly. Be- exactly. Good thing that much was involved. <laughs> right. Um, but it was definitely one of those things where, uh, I, I thought it would, we'd be spending more time with it. Like we'd be, yeah. you know, I kind of dialing it in, get it, thinking, get it dialed in like they did on top shot. Yeah. They had an yeah, opportunity to exactly. dial their, their shit in. Um, so when you're, you said there were only two of these. So, and, and the way that they did it is they did, uh, two contestants at a time on the first one, um, competing against one another. Yes. Um, and it was uh, you were shooting the the Henry was it the eighteen sixty is that the first yeah, one that, yeah, the at, Henry. at jars that were on um, wooden Posts. post yeah they like sitting on the top of a four by four yeah 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 so they were jars sitting on sitting on a a post and the distance that you guys were was it each there was three was there three or four that you had to shoot. There were four, that, okay, four. and it looked four. like they were they were different elevations and and dis- distances. Yeah, they were they were different distances on each one, but they're all around. I would say around fifty yards, probably. Yeah. I don't know, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, we were shooting down at all of them, so it was yes, all shooting yes. down a hill. But yeah, they were all probably you know forty to sixty yards. For me, they're about one hundred and fifty though. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave them. And, and and I figured about the same, Paul. I was thinking, you know, like looking at those things about sixty. But um, I'll tell you what, man, th- that I didn't expect it to be that much of a challenge. Like it was, it was yeah. sporty. I mean, you're shooting a, you know, like a, a mason jar. I mean, what's that? Like ten inches tall, something yeah. like that. 
Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, standing there offhand on a, on a, you know, whatever, a 20, 30 degree slope on there that you're trying to, you know, precision shooting on this thing. It was, it was sporty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the worst part, I was put up against Travis and he was hitting every one of them. So I was just like extremely (laughs) nervous watching this guy just nail him one after the other. I'm like, all right. But I was, I was literally when that, when people talk about shaking in your boots, I was shaking in my boots with all those cameras on me. Like the, it was my first competition ever. Um, I mean, I could not control. I was literally shaking. Uh, it was in, insane. And then after that, you know, after the, the next two competitions, I felt a little bit better, much more confident. But yeah, that first one, man, that was rough. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it's tough being thrown into something that you have no idea what you're getting getting into. And then two, you know, like you said you didn't have any time to get familiar with the the firearms at all. It's just like this is what you're going to be shooting. Have a couple of shots. Uh, good luck. You know, yeah, I mean, it was a function check, if anything, you know, like, yeah. how, Make how, sure do charge the, how do I pull the trigger? Um, and I would say, too, shooting downhill is always weird. Yeah. It's yeah. always it's always weirder than you think, because, you know, well, not only that, but the background that you guys had to shoot against too the, you know, the foliage and all that with the clear jars. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it was a difficult shot. It just. You know, that's what people don't really see on the TV. You know, it's like, oh, that's an easy shot. I can make that. How in the hell did they miss that? God dang it. Well, like you said, you, you didn't get an opportunity to sight it in. You don't really know the distance because they don't tell you the distance. Uh, you're at angles. You're at different slopes. Uh, the wind probably, I don't know if it was a factor or not, but it seemed like the wind at times was... It was a forty-four forty at you know fifty, sixty yards. I don't think the wind was playing too much. They yeah. they made it seem like it was, and it may have, because I remember on that last shot where I actually nicked the post. Um, I was waiting for the wind to die down. I like was ready to take that shot. Wind picked up, so I waited for it to die back down just in case. Yeah, uh, but I still. And how much does that gun weigh? Do you guys know? Six pounds. It's yeah. About a six-pound gun, because it's really yeah. long. It's really long. And then if you're having to, you know, hold it for any length of time, you know, your muscles get fatigued and, you know, if you're already nervous, that just amplifies it, you know. Yeah. And, well, oh, like, yeah. like, like Evan said, that was the weirdest part, right? Is like, we've all done a lot of shooting, but like shooting with like that many people watching you, you know, and then, and then the whole time, like, I'm just thinking like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to blow it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I know, like, like I know it's like reality TV. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I watch me fall down the hill. Like I shoot, slip, and then I go sliding down the hill, and then that's going to be right. the show. Is like you know, are you, my, my sliding down the hill. So, or you have a accidental negligent discharge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As exactly. you're falling, yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, yeah. I actually, shoot a cameraman out of a tree. It's yeah. Like, oh, man, come on. Pull a Alex. Not, Alec, not again. Alex Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Um. So you, how many shots did you have at each target? Three. Uh, was it three or two or? Just three. Three. Okay, three. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was yeah. Shot. I remember because on the last target, I shot all three of them and never hit anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I re- and you shot with Travis, Evan, you and Travis, yes. Evan, and yeah. Donia yep. and Paul shot together. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and y'all went first, didn't you? Yeah, we. Uh, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I think we went first, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I think you guys went first. Now, did you get an opportunity to watch them shoot, or were you all back oh. and you couldn't see? No, and in, and in fact, that was the only that was the only time when anyone saw anyone, 
right? So, so most of the yeah. shooting, they would, like I said, they would keep us sequestered and they would take the, the shooter out, would go out and the rest of it would just kind of hang out. Yeah. And yep. that was the only time where we were shooting against someone when that person was there. And so um, Travis and Evan, they were shooting together, but they weren't watching us and we didn't have the opportunity to watch them shoot either. Now, when you got done, they would not let us. Yeah. Did they keep you separated after you guys got done? They took you somewhere else, and then that way you couldn't talk and tell them tell them about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We the, were told we could not the, talk about it. Yeah, the, there's a, a little gal there that was I don't even know. She was like our chauffeur, right, and tried to keep us in line. And that's handler, what she said. the handler. If you guys do it. Please they call them wranglers. Talk about how, yeah. yeah. If you guys could please talk talk about how you did. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna yeah. happen. So yeah. what'd you hit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you aim on that one? How was yeah, you? We actually did pretty good. I mean, we went out to dinner every night and I was impressed with all of us. Like we didn't talk about it. I mean, in the sense of how we did in that competition, we did. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was impressed with ourselves. Yeah. We definitely, we definitely. Oh, so even after the fact, they wouldn't let you guys talk about it after you'd already done yeah, it. They said, yeah, yeah they did well, not want they, us talking about yeah. it. They wanted the reactions to be genuine, you know? Right. And, and, and again, like, I think we, we like, we were fast friends. Like it was great hanging out. Like, I mean, to yeah. me, the best, the best, the, the best part of it for me was just hanging out with Travis and Evan and Danya and talking about guns and just, just chilling and getting to do something that wasn't work, you know, yeah, getting right. to, uh, now did Colby a, not hang out with you guys? What's that? I said, did Colby not hang out with you guys? Uh, one dinner it, night. You guys come on, man. <laughs> well, but it, I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, we, we had a, like a level of informality, I would say yeah. that would have been different if there would have been somebody from the crew there that would have been because, Oh, I get it. I get it. What about the other guy who hosted, who was he and Mark, he was really cool. Like Mark, I really he seemed like, like it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really cool guy. He's so like interesting fact friend. about Mark. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was in a band with my sister's boyfriend's mother. Like my my little my older sister was like, hey, I know that guy. He was in a band with my boyfriend's mom. No way. And I contacted Mark about it. And he's like, oh yeah. And he was sending me all these photos from their like back in the day, back in I don't know seventies or something. He was in a band with them. Kind of crazy. Small world. So what is his claim to fame? Is he one of the mountain men guys or what? He's a national. So he's a uh, cowboy action shooter. Yeah. Oh okay. Uh, but but he's truly a renaissance man. Like he like yep. he does like like oh, motorcycle trips and yeah. you know plays an you know instrument and i didn't realize who he was and when i when i walked up and started talking to him, we were talking about literature because we got onto some random tangent and and i thought he was like a technical advisor because we started talking about some of the history of the time period and that kind of thing and then he's like oh, okay hey I'll, I'll i'll catch up with you later i gotta go do something over here and then i'm like oh my gosh this is one of the hosts it was such a crazy moment <laughs> yeah he seemed like he was a really cool dude yeah, yeah, he was a really cool dude. I was trying to pull up the uh, the picture of him. So, so you guys got the opportunity after after you shoot. So, you and and Donia shot first. You went, you shot first. They take you somewhere else, and then you two guys get up. But you're shooting the same guns, right? So, do you know which gun that you got to use from uh, Paul and Donia, um, Evan? I'm I'm pretty sure that Donia and I had the same rifle. That's why Evan and I shot together. So, like, so obviously we can't be shooting the same gun and sharing it back and forth. So, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that she and I have the same gun, and Evan and Paul shot the same gun in the like, like Paul said, in the function fire time yeah. where we got to shoot the right. three rounds or whatever. Now, 
<laughs> uh, Paul, did it cross your mind to maybe mess with the sights or something after you got done? To, <laughs> to, to <laughs> yeah, he must have. No, yeah, that's, 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 I know he had to have. In fact, in fact, man, it's kind of funny you say that. I had a real, I, one of the things I had a hard time with when I was getting interviewed was they asked me a question. They were like, "Hey, how are you going to like talk smack about your competitors?" And I'm like, "I'm not a sm- smack talking kind of dude. Yeah. You know, I'm more of an enc- I'm more of an encourager. You know, and um, and so it's kind of funny whenever whatever after we had that part of the conversation." I had to like for the casting agent had to say like like do some fake smack talking and my wife was in the background and she was like that was like the least convincing thing you've ever done in your life. <laughs> that, was, like, that was borderline compliment, dude. Come yeah, on. She was like she was like I think you blew it. I think you blew the whole thing cuz they're not going to want you. Cuz you can't trash talk. They don't want you. Nice to everybody. So <laughs> But no, no, no. I was I was, you know, just trying to you know, when Danya was shooting, you know, she missed a couple of times on our thing. And I was trying to like, OK, OK, now remember, it's going to drop. So, aim, you know, try to aim this way and, and, and make sure. Yeah, I think they even made a comment during the show, Colby and the other dude, about how, you know, you were encouraging and helping your computer. Yeah, like, this just, is really good sportsmanship. These guys are actually, you know, trying to help each other and encourage each other. Yeah, yeah this was well, doing the same for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's yep. like, I mean, Travis knows this. Evan knows this. You're in competitive competition with yourself more than anyone else. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, and I, and I feel like I've always, I've always tried to shoot with people that are better than me because that's the only way you learn something yeah. is by someone who's better than you. So if you're out shooting somebody all the time, that doesn't mean anything. That's a hollow victory. Like I would always um, try to find like, okay, who's the best person at doing this? Let me see if I can shoot with that person. Cause I'm going to learn more and doing Pick bad up a tip and them. trick here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, so, you know, that's something that we, we talk about on this show, again, about how tight of a community that the shooting industry is. And that if you go to any of these shooting competitions uh, where, you know, it's shotgun, clay shooting, three gun, uh, IPSC, IDPA, anything like everybody's so encouraging and welcoming. And, yeah. you, know, you know, you just it's not this community. There's not the trash talking and discouraging and, you know, talking people down. It's it's more of what you're saying it's more the encouraging and trying to help and make better. And, you know, that's what this community is really good at. And I think that we don't get a lot of credit for. Yeah. Over the years with primarily with, you know, three gun competitions and those sorts of things. um, You know, I've, I've been involved in in a, in a couple of different shows that, you know, that, that aired or whatever. And honest to goodness, the only one that I've ever seen, trash talking and belittling somebody else or the other team or anything like that was top shot. Every other show that I've ever been involved with is just, it's the same situation as this right here. Like if I'm going to win this thing, I want everybody to have the very, very best day that they could possibly have and still beat them. I don't want to win because they, they had a bad day, right? You know, that that was a joke that my kid and I, my kid's a really good three gunner. That's a joke that we have, you know, I ask him, well, did you win? And he's like, nope, I just shot less bad than everybody else today. You know, so <laughs> it's, you know, everybody yeah, right. yeah. issues, and, and, you know, yeah. fell down, dropped the ball wherever, you know, and he, he just dropped the ball less, right? And that's, yeah. but like I said, we're, you know, I, I, when I'm competing against somebody, I want them to be successful. I want them to do good. I want them to have their best day when we're shooting against one another. And I don't think this was any different, you know, I mean, I yeah. wanted everybody there to, to be successful and, and, you know, do good, you know? And the reason I ask that is, again, you know, because TV is TV and they like drama and and all that. And 
like you said, Top Shot had its its moments, but it was when they were in the house is when the trash talking was going on. When you saw them out shooting, it was the complete opposite. You saw, you know, encouragement and everybody behind everybody and rooting everybody on, uh, kind of deal. And I think, you know, the Top Shot, um, a lot of that was scripted. You know, the like they do most of that that stuff. You know, it's it's just yeah. to get the you know, the drama, you know, excitement sure. kind of aspect of it. And I'm sure if they did that with yeah, this show where they had y'all living together, then they would expect, you know, something along those lines as well. Yeah. Like on the, I, I heard some, uh, some fairly, uh, verifiable rumors from season one. They like, there wasn't enough food. Right. So they're stuck in the house, can't go anywhere, you know? And so they're like, Hey, we need some groceries, that sort of thing. So they just started pitching furniture off the second story balcony until they got some food. <laughs> See? <laughs> Leverage. <laughs> Screaming, exactly. <laughs> sushi, sushi. Um, but I like that aspect that they don't have they don't have that drama portion of this. So it's they, you know they've kind of cut that out. It's like you cut out the living together stuff, then you're going to cut out the drama and all the you know the the fake bickering and battling and all that stuff. And um, but yeah, I mean you make a you make a good point. Uh, when you talk about how you guys are encouraging each other during those shooting things, because everybody knew, you know, that you're nervous. Yeah, obviously, you know, everybody's nervous. Um, but it was good to see Travis that you were helping out Evan, and you know, Paul was helping out Donia and you know, trying to get them over the nerves. And it makes for a better competition because, like you said, you don't want to lose to somebody uh, on their bad day. You want them to be at their best because you want to win, you know, against the best. You want to say, hey. You know, I, I beat somebody at the top of their game. So, yeah, it just yeah you more. know, and, and one of the things that kind of made me feel more comfortable about the situation early on in this thing is when we were trying to zero those guns. Like, you know, somebody was shooting, everybody else was on a spotter, you know, trying to, you know, help oh, yeah. all dial it and in. make for them, you know? and, and so when we got through that first, you know, whatever, I don't know, we might have been there for a couple, three hours, four hours when we actually were, were doing that the first day. I kind of took a sigh of relief and was like, okay, this, this, this will be cool. These people aren't going to be, you know, hammering over the front sight post in between shooting, you know, and those sorts of things. So, yeah, yeah. Right on. Man. So you got one take and done on that too, right? Y'all didn't get an opportunity to be like, oh, shoot that again. You know, reshoot that is like, this was the run. This is how it actually yeah. happened. There were no cuts or edits or anything during the, the competition itself. No, I mean, no. there, yeah, uh, you know what? One of the things that um, I kind of regret is, and again, you you think about it. We're there for three days, and then it's a show that's about forty five minutes long, right? Because commercials and everything. And there was a lot of really cool establishing shots of of us, like you know, Travis walking across a field with like the Springfield, you know, trapdoor Springfield looking cool, or you know, me me shooting the pistol. We call them the hero shots. The hero yeah, shots. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's yeah. and that you know and I'm gonna be honest like my main goal is to try to impress my wife with you know the sh- <laughs> and so I'm like wait just just you wait. look honey I'm really not a dweeb <laughs> yeah there's scene, and I'm like and she's like well, where's the scene and I'm like oh man you they know it's like it. oh. so so that was the one thing and I and I and I wish I wish we would have seen more of that because some of that was really cool and I remember when I yeah. I saw the first show Evan didn't get to catch the first show but I saw the first show and you can see him in the promo like in the like in the intro and i'm like dude oh, you're yeah, in the yeah. intro, and you look awesome it's like it's like such a cool thing you flowing know? locks that he's got yeah 
Yeah, like blow it in the wind like some kind of damn Viking. Right. <laughs> Fabio. Uh, but but that was that was one of the things was that, you know, it's there were there were things and you know, we all gave a spiel like between each segment where they asked us, How do you think you did or how do you think it was good or whatever? And, you know, we're all, you know, we're all, I mean, Danya too, right? We're all Second Amendment advocates and we use that as opportunity to talk about like, you know, the importance yeah. of civilian gun ownership and the Second Amendment. And and it's like, but that's those segments don't get used because ultimately it's 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 a trim, quick, you know, yeah. little buy. And in some instances, that was better because some of the stuff I, after I said it, I was like, "Oh man, I sounded like a dumbass." I'm I'm so glad they didn't include that. <laughs> yeah, was right. that was that something that they he's like, "Oh, let me re-say that kind of deal when you're doing the after." They, shoot. they were they were super cool about that too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, like they didn't you know they didn't want us tripping over our words and that kind of stuff. So they were they were great to work with for sure. Yep. Cool. I would have said, "Where's my writer? I need a script." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a script on this. Yeah, I'm horrible at winging it. Uh, so, so the first day was the first competition that took the whole day. So, I guess each one's going to yep. take a day because you're there three days. So, okay, so, so you guys, so you guys, oh, oh, I'm getting feedback. I'm getting feed- yep, yep. Let me see. Let me see. Check, 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 up. check. Yeah, it was Paul. I was getting the feedback from Paul. Paul, if you can hear us, uh, hang up and then come back. There he goes. All right. Uh, so let's. So after the th- after the shoot, you guys, um, you go get something to eat. You go back to the hotel. It was pretty late. I mean, we didn't get back to the. It was an hour drive from our hotel to the ranch, and yeah. the, you know we we're chauffeured. We got our handlers, our cat herders, uh, taking care of us. So once the competition was over, uh, we'd go back to like their base camp, and then we'd hop in our little vehicles that they had for us, um, and then we would go back to the hotel. And then we, uh, so Travis and I both had our vehicles there, so we would uh, drive and go get dinner. Um, and then so that I was drove? the best part, in my opinion. Dinner with the guys and, and Danya, so that was a lot of fun. Hanging out with the crew. So y'all drove. <clears throat> you didn't You didn't fly into uh, Montana? Uh, so I know, Paul, you flew and Danya flew. Yeah. But Travis and I, we both lived pretty close, so it was like a four and a half hour drive for me. Oh, wow. I'd way rather drive than fly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In, in fact, honestly, like I haven't, I, I didn't, fl- I haven't flown on an airplane in, you know, 10 years. And that was kind of funny too, like flying up there. Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm on the do not fly list. This no, is like, no, you're not. <laughs> there's not really any chance they're going to let me on this plane. And so we, uh, flew from San Antonio, which is, you know, I'm, I'm in a rural area. San Antonio is the closest big city, uh, to Utah and then flew from Utah to Butte, Montana on the smallest plane I've ever been on in my life. So that was, that was a treat. Thought that was fun. Yeah. So uh, you guys getting? Is everybody in separate cars or what? I mean, you two drove. Did you? They let you drive to set too? No, no. Oh, okay. no. We each drove separate. Like so, Paul and I cruised with our handler, and then Travis and Tanya were in a different vehicle. Gotcha. So they kept y'all separated even after the the shoot. Yep. Gotcha. So. Um, that evening, you get back to the hotel, you crash, you go back to bed, you get up the next morning. No shenanigans in between. <laughs> nope. Uh, you're pretty There's no time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so day two. We, we didn't get home until an hour and a half after my normal bedtime. So no, there was no shenanigans afterwards. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're ready for bed. You're like, ah. Yeah. 
Um, so you guys, next morning you get up and it's time to go to the range again for competition number two. So talk about what this competition is, what it involves. So, well, actually we went out there and I think we did some more filming like B-roll stuff of the first the first uh, challenge, I think, yeah. because right. we didn't actually shoot the second challenge until like four o'clock. Oh, wow. The second yeah. day. So we were doing a bunch of other stuff and the prop guys were building the, you know, the target tree and, you know, and all the stuff on it. And we had to, you know, talk with Mark and Colby about the Tomlin lines and, you know, what, you know, do all of that filming and all that sort of stuff, which was, you know, 30 seconds and took about 45 minutes kind of a deal. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we, you know, I would have liked to have, you know, showed up there and gone to the range and done the next challenge, but that's not how it works. Not you how know? It worked. All right. So you got some B-roll footage, uh, did some more of the outtake kind of stuff. Uh, did they give you any preparation for this next one at all? Any kind of warning? Cause it was a little more involved. Um, the only Just that we're going to get wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that was the only warning we got was that we were going to get wet. And if we didn't want to get our shoes wet, that they'd have to get us some shoes. We could get wet. Did anybody opt for their shoes? Well, not like for me, I'm like, I'm wearing you hiking did? boots. So I'm like, I don't want to get those wet and then spend the next three weeks dealing with whatever foot fungus I get from that. So I'm like, no, nah, it's good. I'll take the Walmart shoes and we'll make that work. <laughs> Is that what they use or just right. some Walmart, cheap Walmart shoes? Oh yeah. Yeah. I wore, I wore the shoes like my grandpa would have worn like mowing his lawn, like those kind of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to that scene, I was like, I'm going to see, like, can you really tell that I'm wearing grandpa's shoes while this is going on? Did you wear the black socks up over your uh, calves too? Did you oh, absolutely. At the sock keepers. <laughs> Everything's legit. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, so this next challenge, it involved you having to cross a Creek you had to go find a backpack or That's something. It's a raging river. A raging, raging I'm river. sorry. It's a raging yeah. river. <laughs> not That's a, right. Not a yeah. creek. Not a creek. Yeah. Um, you traverse the raging river to the um, uh, the badland forest area uh, full of snakes and, and dangerous critters to find your backpack. And you have to haul this backpack. Am I right? Was it a backpack? Uh, it's, it was supposed to be like a bundle of furs. So it was basically oh, you're like a trapper. Like, yeah. Like cotton, yep. you know, bundle of, of weight. Yeah. How much did that weigh? Uh, not much. Three, um, 10 pounds, maybe something like that. 10, 15 pounds. If, if yeah. Just, just, just enough. So it didn't bounce. Cause they didn't want it to be, you know, bouncing around and everything. Yeah. Uh, and then you had to traverse the river again to a steep, muddy, um, mud slide wall i'm trying to make it sound yeah, yeah good yeah. Lay it on. you're the you're the writer now <laughs> i'm yeah. not a writer i'm a bullshitter um uh, <laughs> and then you make it up and then you get to your rifle which this stage you're shooting a uh this this was the 1866 winchester the 1866 okay. winchester okay yeah uh and and I, and I would say too just something to add talk about like not wanting to look like a Dumbass. This was the, the most important moment for that because literally it's it's a thin water, not deep, rocks covered with algae. So this is the point I was the most focused during the entire filming on not falling and becoming the guy that falls in the water. And so and <laughs> I remember you talking about that above. Oh, yeah. Like I do not want to slip. Like Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. And so I'm literally like I'm like I'm like old man shuffling 
And then the director's yelling at me saying, go faster. And I'm like, this is as fast as I go. <laughs> this is top speed, <laughs> baby. This is my top speed. This is why I have guns, so I don't have to run fast. Like, come get, on. Get me a four-wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you make it to the top. The rifle's there. You have to load it. Yep. It's unloaded. Uh, and then once you get it loaded, there are these targets that are released after one minute, I think. So yep. e even if you've not made it up or got your gun loaded, these targets are going to get released and they're going to start flowing down stream. And then you've got uh, so much time to put a a bullet in each one of those. And was there yeah. was there five targets? Yeah, five targets. Yeah, there were five targets. And then I guess the closer to the bullseye you got, the more points you got. Some, something along those yep. lines. I'm, yeah, yeah, I believe it was. exactly. You got it. Yeah. So you had you had. You had, you know, elevated heart rate. You know, they got your heart rate up. Um, and then you had moving targets that you had to shoot. And from what I recall, I think everybody did really well on that um, that stage. Yeah, Don, you got points, but she struggled. I think I think two or three of the targets that actually got past her before she was able to, to shoot. Yeah. Um, you know, and we were all having that conversation, you know, whatever it was in the 10 minutes where between where we found out what we were doing to where the first person and Paul, you went first, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I think I went first on that one. Yeah. The, you know, in that 10 minutes, we start having the conversation about, you know, how fast are the blocks going to be traveling? How long is it going to take you to get up the hill? And, you know, we start devising plans. Well, I'm only going to load two rounds and shoot that way. At least I get some points on there. Then I'll load two more yeah. rounds if I got time and shoot again. And then I'll load the, you know, the fifth one and shoot the last one. And, um, you know, something that my wife was asking me about was, you know, how come some people are running up the up the river and some people aren't? Well, because they didn't start your time until you cross the river back to go up the little steep thing. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm not going to get my heart rate up and be, you know, wheezing like a fat kid chasing a donut. Well, I got to go up there and right. I only need to run for like eight yards, you know. Exactly. So even though the so, producer's yelling at me to run. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, you know, I was just like, I just don't want to be the guy that falls. That was my main thing. I don't want to be the one that falls in the water. That's going to be my focus. If I hit targets, that's great. But number one, I'm not going to be the guy that slips and falls in the water. Now, somebody so, had trouble finding yeah. the furs, I remember. Yeah, Danya. Was it Danya? Yeah, they made it seem like it was like, that's why she uh, only was able to hit a few of the targets. But uh, from what I recall, it was her ear and eye pro were moved around and that's why she was not able to hit him i don't know if you guys remember that oh yeah that's right i remember her saying that yeah it was well i know she yeah. ran out of time she got up there slower than the red because she couldn't find her her furs well that's yeah that's the way they made it look on television but that's what evan is saying when she got up there to the table where the gun and the ammo was at her eye and ear pro wasn't there it was oh. someplace else so, you know, because they didn't start your time until you started sc scurrying up that little that little bank. A little mud hill. Yeah, right. So that's when the time actually started. That's why I, I'd forgotten about that, Evan. That's why ah. she was behind did, and, and didn't get yeah. all of her shots off. It wasn't because she was looking for the furs, right? She was that's, trying to That's where they wanted it to look because somebody misplaced her eye pro and you can only get one chance at that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. Mm. I mean, that was, that was the shame. thing, like, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it's like, I feel like I had a great time hanging out with, you know, with Travis and Evan and Danya. It was such a, such a cool experience, such a neat experience. But I kept having to remind myself, it's a show, and they're going to make the show look the way that they want to make the show look. Oh, yeah. And, right. And that, you know, 
and and just hopefully I'm not going to fall in the water. That was that would have just been the best like minimum success <laughs> metric, right? That would have been best if somebody fall had fallen. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe I should have done it. Oh well. I mean that. Well, and, and Paul, you're you know you're you're exactly about the right. Was, I I had to have a serious mind shift change as well, you know, because um, I'm kind of you know what they call a, a range lawyer. So yeah. like at a competition, like I'm going to do everything I can to make yeah. sure I'm playing within the rules and skating every single one of them that I possibly can, yeah. where, you know, then I can go, if things don't go my way, there's things that I can say and do like, nope, this is within the rules and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Donnie would have had a perfect reason there to get, yeah. you know, reshoot because things weren't right. But, yeah, you know, me, I had to, like I said, to change my way of thinking. It is what it is. And there's yeah. no appealing. There's no going back and getting a do over. Yeah. It's going to be the way it's going to be. So you better make the best of it. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and you know, Travis, like one of the things that Travis brought up that I didn't even think about was like, you know, we're not we're not checking our targets. Right. So we're, we're shooting and all of us are like we're, we're good enough shooters that we know where bullets are going and we know like where things are hitting and that kind of stuff. But I remember like on that specific obstacle uh, or that specific challenge, I shot through and I remember watching this happen real clearly. Ricochet. I hit a bullseye but it went through the target and hit the water behind it. And I remember thinking, well, gosh, if they pick that target up, they could choose to count the bullseye or they could choose to count wherever it came through on the back of the target. And I was like, right. hmm. I mean, and like Travis said, it's, it's, it's a show. They, they want to do what they want to do for the sake of the show. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. Well, I they could, that. But, and from watching the show, I could see where you guys were, were hitting with your targets, too. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be hard for them to to magic that one. But Oh, yeah, yeah. And, again, I, I think everything was on the up and up. But it was – any yeah. and, any you know, anything that happened was just – I don't know. It, it just maybe unfortunate circumstances. But I remember thinking that it's like that's – and I never really thought about that until you said it, Travis, that it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not like – Someone saying, okay, look, you shot here. Okay, yeah, I did shoot there, you know, or hey, this is your shot or whatever. So Yeah, and that's what you know, we we never saw any of the targets that we shot, ever. We never, we never, you know, they didn't ever say, Oh, okay, well, here's your target. You know, do you agree with the score or or whatever? We yeah. never saw them. Oh, after never. you shot them, you oh. just boom, took their word never. for it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and and having been on a show similar to this in the past where I know that they were doing shady crap. You know, that's that was my. <laughs> what show were you on before? What's that? Which show were you on before? Um, hang on. What was the name of it? I gotta ask my wife. Um, <laughs> it was that popular, huh? The right stuff. Yeah, it was. It was called the right stuff, and I was on it with a dude named Jimmy and uh, Chance, and then there was one other guy named Ben that we were on it, and um, it was it was freaking awful. I what, mean, it, like, what channel getting, was this on or station? Um. I'm trying to say it was on versus it, it might be, it might still be on, um, on one of the YouTubes or something like that. But I mean, like I said, it, it was shady as heck. Yeah. And, um, it was a they shooting were actually, competition. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Playing for a Dodge truck. Ah, well, that's some real yeah. stakes right there too, baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. um, yeah, when it, when it finally came down to it, um, I think I was the, I was the second, I was first loser. <laughs> But, first uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like last said, they were, they're, they're sabotaging guns and, you know, just oh, doing dang. swirly stuff and same thing. They wouldn't let you see your time. And, you know, so going into this one here, it was kind of like, 
it is what it is. I'm here for a good time, not a long yeah. time. You well, know? I mean, that I guess you know that's the good attitude to go in there is like you know I have an opportunity to to be on the History Channel, you know, for one. Absolutely, absolutely, very, very respectable uh, TV show, and I mean, Colby Donaldson, come on, son. <laughs> you tell I got a man crush on Kobe. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's the grill. It's I the dude, grill. I think, I think it's the, the voice. I like these. I, lo- I love his voice. I think one of the my my highlights from the show is when they went when they did like the segment where they were kind of talking about my background and they showed that picture of me and my dad at a rendezvous like 15 years ago or whatever. Um, yep. My mom, my mom looked at my dad and right because we watched it together, like as a family. My mom looked at my dad and she goes, "Look, how do you like that? Paul's on the History Channel, and you find a way to weasel in on." <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to mom to make you feel oh, like yeah. crap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Jeez. All right, so I didn't. We didn't talk about that. Who won the first competition? So day one, that shooting the jars. Paul did. Uh, I think that was me. Paul won yeah. that one. Okay, really so. Well. So going into day two, Paul's got the lead. I think Travis is second, um, Evans in third, and Donnie is um, in fourth place. So you guys are doing this. Everybody has their run on it. Um, Donia has an issue with her stuff, as you as you mentioned. But shooting that the rifle itself, um, what were your what were your opinions on the the uh, Winchester? I so liked me personally, it. I, oh, go ahead, Evan. So I know you didn't oh, get a lot of I, I a lot of time it. with them, but the short time you had with yeah, them. Yeah, so it was. I, <clears throat> I found that one to be one of the more fun out of the three. Um, I just because they they tell you to walk. They told me at least to walk through the water with a purpose. So that's what I did. And then once I got up that hill, loaded it, I felt really confident. Hit them all bullseye except that last one. And the last one I had a little bit of time, and I felt really comfortable with that rifle. Uh, um, and I was waiting for the right shot. And as soon as I pulled the trigger, the, the target moved in the water. They made it look like when I hit the target, it moved. But at least in my mind, it looked like <laughs> it moved right before I pulled the shot. But, uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed shooting that. That, went, um, that lever action was just like, I don't know, felt, felt really good. felt solid. Yeah. There, there's something about a pistol caliber lever action, the yeah. cow- cowboy gun, right? Mm-hmm. That's just fun to shoot. Fun oh, to shoot. Oh, yeah smooth it's like butter yeah and, and and i'm sure that that um i don't think that that gun was just worn out i think it was probably worked over you know a lot of those cowboy action guns that they use for you know cowboy action matches and those sorts of things i mean you're, you're running those levers with two fingers oh, i yeah. mean they're super super nice and this one you know i mean I've, I've only dinked around with a couple of them but this one felt like it was in pretty good shape as well and you know, one of one of the things, you know, that I remember about is I got done shooting and I'm, you know, and I had lots of time and I thought to myself, I sure wish I would have slowed down and enjoyed that a little bit more because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I do this a bunch. I get to shoot these cool guns and like the experience is over and I'm always trying to go fast and, you know, never get to slow down and kind of enjoy it, so to yeah. speak, you know. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that disappoints me. And I guess I would be disappointed if I were in your guys shoes, too, is that not getting more time with the. Uh, with those iconic firearms, as Kobe would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that would be like just the gravy on the potatoes right there, getting a little extra time to shoot those, even if it's after the match. But I know I know how the filming goes and the you know, the set life and all that. They got time schedules and you know, crap yeah. they gotta do. Well, 
and that's it's it's funny you say that because that's one of the things that I kind of brought into it was like, hey, you know what? Like whether I do bad or whether I do good, I'm going to have an opportunity to shoot some guns I, I don't have access to in my regular life. Like I'm going to get to shoot some cool because I started because when they sent over the list of hey, here's all the stuff that may be on there, some of those guns they don't make a replica version of them. Like mm-hmm. there's no replica, you know, of like a knock p- pistol from 1816 that you can buy that's a replica. That means that these are originals. And so in, in looking at some of those guns, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're actually going to like bring out museum guns that we're going to get to shoot. I'm never going to have that opportunity in my life to do that. And so, yeah, that was one of the things that, you know, I'll, I'll echo what Travis said is like, I wish we would have had more time shooting them, you know, and like when we did some of the initial shooting, like I did, I didn't shoot the Springfield. I shot the 1875 Remington and I thought that we were kind of going to go through and do it. But it was much more controlled. I mean, and I understand that from a safety perspective. But yeah, I would I would have lot, lot much would have really appreciated having more time shooting these different guns and getting oh, yeah. to spend more time because even though we did, it wasn't as much as I really would have hoped. And I'm sure that you weren't able to have your phones with you and do like selfies with the you know, no, stuff I, and all yeah, that. that was that was really locked down. And and you know, yeah. and like you know, for for probably less so for Travis because he, he's a little more sane than Evan and I are. Like tons of opportunities to take some great pictures for the gram, right? And I'm just like, oh right. man, how, how how rad would that have been? Like Evan's shooting his competition, and I'm filming him so we can throw that on his Instagram page, right? You know? right. And that and some of those, sweet. like I said, some of that iconic stuff, like Travis looked like a badass walking through the field with that, you know, that trapdoor Springfield. Evan looked like a badass with that Hawken rifle. Like that video was shot. Where is that? I want that. Like can't like can't you give us some of that to use? Yeah. I mean, there was some really. There was this you- one. This one shot we all did where we were all shooting a black powder Hawking gun with like a 360 camera that just looked. And the guy showed me the camera guy afterwards. He's like, hey, look, this is what we shot. And it was freaking fantastic. It was such a cool shot. And they didn't and use like, it. I wish. No, they didn't use it. And they're not going to give it to the you. One that I'm, that's the one that I'm really glad I they didn't use because I, I was getting ready thing and the thing goes by and I pulled the trigger and then just went like this. And then the gun went off. I shanked the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> They could fix I'm that. I'm really in post. glad they didn't use that one. They could edit you're, that. I thought you were going to say you accidentally shot the camera, and that's the reason why. <laughs> that's the reason. Not this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the Raging River uh, day two, um, who won that one? Uh, I, it was, I won that. One. Paul was second, and Evan was third. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't I don't remember how they were doing points or anything like that, but. Um, so you're going into day three, the finale and, um, Travis has the lead, I believe. Right. Nope. Paul. No, it was yeah. still Paul, had, Paul like me, Evan. and then, and then Donia. Um, and then they, they really pulled out the stops on this day three. Um, I bet it took, I bet it took a while to shoot this one. Oh yeah. It was, it was oh, yeah. honestly, it was dark by the time we were finished. Yeah. Yep. Did you do a lot of the the pre stuff like you did the day before? Do you do some of the interviews and um, B roll footage and stuff like that? Did you do a lot of that? It, it felt like not as much, and I think it's because it was the most complicated challenge. So I think they really spent the most time setting it up. So I kind of feel like that was the day we were kind of hanging out the most. Yeah. I don't know you, you guys, yeah. A lot of sitting around day three. Was it already yeah. set up, or did they have to set it up while you? Uh, while you guys were there that day, was it pre-set up, pre-made? You know, we, you know, we weren't even near it. So, oh, I'm so you know. wouldn't have known. So, yeah. 
setting it up. And in, and in fact, one of the things that was, was very, very rewarding for me that day is like, we're hanging out. I've never done elk hunting. Travis has done a lot of elk hunting. And so he was explaining to me how you, how you spot elk up in the mountains. Cause he, he brought a spotting scope and he was kind of yeah. taking through that. So that was really cool. So we got to, got to use our time to let Travis uh, show us some of the finer points of uh, stalking elk. So that was really cool. Yeah. That's something I never get to do down in Texas. Dude, so that was really cool. Well, which spotting scope were you using? Uh, Vortex Razor. You got a Vortex Razor? Nice. Yeah. Yep. There's this company called uh, AccuFire. Have you heard of them? I, I know Evan has. They've okay. been on the show a couple of times. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I've had them on. They make a, I don't have it here, but I've. Uh, they do really nice thermals, very nice, affordable thermals. They've got one that's under $3,000. Um, nice. But they also have a new spotting scope. It's a digital spotting scope. And, you know, it'll do the different light spectrums and the crystal clarity and the zoom. I don't know how many miles you can you can zoom in on something, but, uh, it's really amazing. You know, check it out. And it's, I mean, the price on it, it's very reasonable for, for what it is too. And it'll record and do all that too. You can Bluetooth it. So you can, you know, look at your phone at what you're looking at through the spotting scope and, you know, oh, that's cool. all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I thought I'd throw that out there. They're not a sponsor or anything, but they're just cool dudes. Uh, they're down in, they're <laughs> down in Texas too. They're down in, down in your neck of the woods. Hey, I'm Adam with Canic USA, here talking about an exciting new addition to the Canic Firearms line, the Canic Mete Pro Series. Each Canic Mete model will now feature a Pro version, as well as a standard configuration, meaning you get all the amazing features that come with the Mete line, along with some serious upgrades. These upgrades start with an instantly noticeable feature in the new aggressive slide cuts, which not only look cool, but allow for easier manipulation of the firearm. Next is the chrome-plated, fluted, one-half by 28 threaded barrel. The Pro Series also features tritium front sights and blacked-out rear sights. Finally, the world-famous Canic Trigger is now a polymer 90-degree design. The first two available versions of the Pro Series will be the Canic Mete SFX and the Canic Mete SFT. But as I mentioned before, there's much more coming soon. Thanks for watching, and you can find out more about the Pro Series and all Canic products at CanicArms.com and CanicUSA.com. And don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can be informed of all the latest Canic news. And as always, stay safe and stay tuned. Uh, so this 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 next competition, the the set that they've got, it's like a giant swing kind of basket swing so you're in this i don't even know how to describe it just, it's a big giant they called it a gondola and i think that was probably a good gone yeah like a gondola like uh, a ski you know like a, a hot air balloon basket hot, yeah there, there you, you go. go perfect yeah, there you go perfect and it it's swinging over this this drop this hill and then there's a target down below so it, it's as when you when you're on the upswing, it's going to cover the target up. So you yep. got to time your shot where you're on the backswing, or right when you're up on your 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 only only on the upswing. Only so, on the upswing. But when you're when you're back, you can't see it. It's only when it when it comes up to the Coming fullest forward and kind of see over the over the hill. So yeah, it was pretty. It's really neat how they engineered all that. 
Yeah. It's almost like uh, tragic that they build all that just for that moment, you know, because it was a <laughs> lot of work. You, I mean, you could tell. I mean, it was like a like a Lincoln Log something. Yeah, that, it looked the like log- a, they had the mountain men out there and that put it together. Yeah, exactly. With their axes and they just chopped the trees. Um, but you had how many shots at that? Was it three? Uh, it was two with the pistol and then two with a rifle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this yep. was a... a yeah. A, a dual gun competition. Yep. So talk yep. about the guns that were used. Yeah. You want to take that Here, one, Paul? Oh, oh okay. I, I, it's all you. So two. So two. The pistol was a, a Colt 1873 single action army, uh, seven and a half inch barrels. It's kind of the cavalry model. Very comfortable handgun to shoot. Probably, I feel like one of the best balances balanced of the single action army series. So that was the first one we got to shoot. We got to shoot that. Um, same thing. They let go. You rise up, shoot, go back, rise up and shoot again. Uh, if you shot a third time, like if it went up a third time, and you shot, they would disqualify you. So they were very serious about you're only shooting twice, like no matter what. Um, they did. They did give us a practice shot though, just to get a sense of like you know how the thing moved and no. Or did we? I can't remember. Did we, we got a practice. We just got to ride the stupid. Oh, thing. that's right. We got a ride. They gave us a ride. We got to to feel what it felt like. Okay. For the second one. Um, it was also with a uh, the 1866 uh, Winchester rifle, so the same one we used for the river the river competition. Yeah, the the yellow boy, right? the yellow like, boy. There's some there's some coal before you. So four shots is is what you got on this next deck. Two with the pistol, two with the rifle. Yep. Uh, did you get to choose the order in that you, that you shot them, or was it you had to go pistol first then rifle, or uh, pistol first then rifle? I mean that's that's what I did. I don't know if you guys did the same thing. And and yeah, remind me, remind me, was it? Did they stop after the pistol, and then you did the rifle, or reset for the rifle, or did you? Yeah, it was it was two separate. So they would they would pull you all the way back, let you go, that, and then you do your two shots, and then switch the out. Back, yeah, switch it out. Okay, I got you. Um, and I think did Donia go first on that one? No, Evan went first. I went first on that one. Yeah, Evan went first on this one, and this is where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to make up some ground here. Yeah, almost got it. <laughs> you did. You almost got it. Um, talk about your experience on that on that shoot. Uh, so that, I was, I mean, there was nothing I could do to prepare myself for it. I did everything I could. I, I put my toes in the corners of the basket, had my knees pressed up on it. We had like a safety belt in it. You know, safety was uh, paramount for those guys. And uh, when it released with the, with I had, the, the pistol first um i was not expecting the like the jolt and the jerking momentum of that basket um <clears throat> i mean i think it threw all of us off oh yeah and uh it was tough but uh with, with the the rifle it was a little bit easier you know a little bit more accurate with that but um yeah that that pistol shot was tough man that and did they limit one. you on the the amount of swing i know they limited you on your shots but they did they limit your swings how many swings? Well, it only had so much momentum, but they and they, like Paul said, you only had to the second swing to shoot. So you have to get your first shot off on the first swing, and then that second swing is when you take your second shot. Okay. So basically, what they had is they you, you get in the basket, they hook it up to a little winch, they pull you back there, and the winch has got like a little rip cord on it. So they pull. I hope they pulled everybody back to the same spot, right? Like, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Pull the rip cord. And like the first time you swing out, you got to shoot there, and then you swing back. And the second time you swing out, you got to shoot again. Um, or th- those are the only two swings that you got yeah. that counted. 
And so they would take and stop the thing, give away the pistol, get the rifle out, winch you back up. Are you ready? Yep. Pull the ripcord and away you go and do the same thing again. So I think it was, I think it was equitable for everybody. Um, it was, it was just freaking stupid. That I mean, I, I hate to say that, you know, like it was a good, you know, and I've, I've done this thing, you know, similar junk like this at a shooting competition. I can understand having to stand on the little slope thing. I can understand a, a, a solid position to shoot from at a moving target, like we did on the, um, you know, on the river crossing thing. Yeah. But uh, take it from me because I actually ran a match for like twelve years that had a zip line that you would shoot your pistol from and ride down the zip line like one hundred and fifty yards. Oh, dude, I that's know what awesome. dumb is because I built it and that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that's good. That you need to send that. That needs to be one of the shooting competitions. Zip line, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they actually did that's that on Top Shot one like, time. Okay, so the guy that was the host that on that um, that episode, the guest host, shot my match. The first place he saw that was was at my match. You know, you know, no, you know how they have uh, guests like guest hosts come in. Yeah. So like Taryn Butler was in there. Mm-hmm. And the dude that was that weekend you know that 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 episode was a guy named matt burkett who's a great three gunner and he saw that at my match and then like hey top shot you need to do this and that's so that's that's where they got the idea Stole for your it. idea <laughs> sons of bitches <laughs> yeah I'll tell, i've had taryn on the show it was just I'm, I'm sure it was just as stupid for all of them as it was for me <laughs> it looked cool it looked cool it looked fun um yeah as as did the one uh on the ultimate marshman i mean it looked fun um, but again, you know, you guys got the time limit and the rules and, uh, you know, you didn't really get to enjoy it. I understand that. Um, yeah, but it was definitely different. I mean, I've, I've never done anything like that before for sure. And yeah. it was, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. It was, uh, you know, like Travis said, I, I I'm used to shooting with my feet firmly on the ground. So that was definitely a new experience for me. And going into this, y'all didn't, y'all had no idea about the points. You didn't know who was ahead or anything like that. Right. Uh, no, they, they did a recap. They did the each end. day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that, and that came through in the show. Like you can see the, you know, the, they talk about the points and there's a reaction and then it's like, okay, well you're, you know, two points ahead of this guy or whatever it is. So yeah. yeah. So they, they you know for sure. Uh, so going into it, Evan, you knew you're behind, you had to do some, some catch up. Um, yep. you two knew that y'all were kind of neck and neck. You're real close. Yep. The, the heat was on. Um, I hate to leave uh, Donica out of this, but or Donia is it Donia or Donica? Donia, Donia, Donia. Um, but she's not here to talk about it, so she should have been here. Right. <laughs> I would love to well, hear her perspective, so, though. With with that being said, did you guys? Um, I, I don't know if you've watched the uh, the knife episode or not. Not I yet. Just watched it last night. Yeah. I, 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 so. <laughs> One of the contestants on there didn't have enough, like he was mathematically eliminated and get, didn't even get to do the last contest. Oh, damn. So at least every really? all four of us went into the last contest. So that was good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, they should have at least let him compete. Come on. Interesting. Uh, yeah, really. I wonder anyway. how that happened. Mathematically disqualified. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <clears throat> well, no, he just wasn't, he just wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the tough nerves. too, man. Because I imagine, like, like throwing knives, I mean, that is 100% dependent on your environment that you're in. If you're in a yeah. weird environment, like like, I, like I'd say, I'm, I'm fairly good at throwing, throwing knives. I've thrown them since I was a little kid. But if I had to throw down a hill or up a hill or across, <laughs> you know, like, 
man, I, could I gotta watch it. It looks it looks like it'd be a pretty good one. Yeah, I bet that's really so, interesting. So I I've I've done enough knife and and a hatchet throwing just to be dangerous, right? To to you know to understand the concepts and in fact that other stupid show that I was on, we did that. We threw knives and hatchets. So I understand what it's all about, right? You're gonna watch it, Paul, and you'll be like, I should have done that one. I could have gone and smoked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Why didn't they put yeah, me on that episode? Spot, you'll you'll be entertained. <laughs> oh man. Like, yeah, I'll I'll check it out for sure. I can't wait to take a look at that. Yeah. Uh so going into it, uh you guys kind of know the the score. Um, you know what yep. you gotta do. Pressure's on. Evan's just ever so close. I mean, he he's right there. <clears throat> he's got enough to win it at this point if you two screw up. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. But guess what? <laughs> <laughs> guess tried. what? They don't didn't, screw up. Up enough Damn it. <laughs> so who went who went second? Gosh. I can't even remember. I think I, I might have gone last, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one one Yeah, you did. I think I, tra- you, I think you went before me. I think Donya went first, then Evan, then Travis, then me. No that Yeah, I think they Evan did went first. Order. Evan went you first and then Donya and then you two oh. went. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um so and I guess during the shooting you don't know. They don't they don't talk about the score or anything during the during the shooting. So you have no idea how Evan did, how uh, the other competitors did. Yeah. Oh. So, but you know who went first, who went second, who went third, you know, you know all that. Um yep. so it gets down to you two and your shooting. So Paul talk about your experience on the the gondola. Yeah, oh absolutely. So, uh you know, like like we talked about we had we had a practice run where we got to see how it felt and I and I got a real sense in that that I wanted to it's it's kind of funny Evan, I did exactly what you did. I had my toes wedged in the corner, my knees up against the thing, kind of kind of leaning against the safety brace and um had a couple of really good shots with a pistol. Um, in fact, one of the shots I like, I was like, I know I hit a bullseye because I like, cause you know, I just like, I felt like it was right on. Everything was good, but the target didn't explode. And I was like, well, I guess I must've missed. And I was trying to figure out like, you know, you're doing the thing where you're in one view, you're shooting. And then in the next view, I'm trying to see where I hit the previous one. And then, and then also shoot, you know, at the same time, cause I'm like, so curious to figure it out or whatever. And I found out later that it did hit the bullseye. It just didn't go off for some reason, like, cause they had a little like pressure plate that was supposed to go off and make a fire or whatever. So that was kind of anticlimactic. That was a bummer. Cause that would have been really cool to get to see that. Um, so I did, so, so I felt like I did pretty good on the pistol with really solid about that. And then it came time for the rifle. So, um, so, and I'm a better rifle shot than I'm a pistol shot. I right. And so I was yeah. like, dude, I got it. This is going to, this is going to be great. So they pulled me back up in the gondola and, um, a dune buggy starts driving across the field on the right side of where the production is just out of nowhere, huh? out of nowhere. Right. It's like this, this thing's driving and he stops right in the middle of the field to watch the spectacle. Right. Cause of course they want to see, you know, what's going on and everything. And, um, so I'm up in that gondola and I'm there and I'm like hanging and I'm hanging and man, I must've been up there for like five minutes, just like hanging, like in the semi upside down position. And I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I, I should probably say something like you guys need to lower me down. And then reset set. Cause I feel like I've been, I've been up here too long. This is like, you know, cause I'm having to readjust and, you know, have the great position that, you know, Evan was talking about and having to readjust and readjust. And so finally they're like, okay, now go. And so when they go, and you can totally see this on the show. I'm completely off balance when the thing comes down. Yeah. Cause I've, cause I've been waiting up in this thing for five minutes for this stupid, you know, dune buggy guy to get out of the way or whatever. 
And so by the time I finally get down, I'm like completely thrown off. And then I go up and then I miss and then I miss the first opportunity. And I'm like, well, that's that. Like, so I come back up again, get a great shot on the second shot and then just snap fire. And you get, I think, and I think you can see this in the show where I shoot and then shoot again real quick. And all I was trying to do at that point was just trying to catch the top of that target to try to oh. get something right. before it drops down again. Cause like I said, if we, if you take a third, if you take, if you try to take a shot in any of the other spots, you can't, you can't see it or whatever. And so at that point I knew, I knew I'd whiffed it because if I couldn't get a solid first hit, then that was that. And you can see that in the show. And it's, and it's kind of, and it's kind of funny. Cause like I've had, I can't even tell you all the people who've reached out to me and they said, why did your, why did yours move differently than the other people? Because they watched everyone else's go forward and they saw mine like jerk to the side or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And they were like, why was that? Did they, you know, and they were like, Oh, did they push you or did they do something to try to mess it up? And I was like, no, no, it it wasn't, it wasn't that it was just bad circumstances. You know, it was me being off balance because of the thing, but yeah, it's like the set. So the second I like, I, I missed that first opportunity. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's I'm out at this point. So that was a bummer. Um, but uh, but yeah, but I think like the, other than that, so you're like, thinking that just that blew it for you. You're just like, yeah, that, and that, and that, that did that blew it, you know. And mm-hmm. with with that exception, like I shot great the whole rest of the show. You know, I hit all the targets on the first one, did great on the second one. Yeah, uh, and that was it. That was the one shot I missed all day, but it was the one that counted. So, and I and I knew it at that point. Like I knew I knew what had happened, and it was like, well, you know. Yeah, it's a break. It happens, you know. It but was. You didn't go. Was, you didn't go last. You went third, right? Or was did that? You, did you go last or did you go third? No, I went last. No, you I were last. last. Okay, so let's go back to Travis. Then uh, I went out of order. My bad. So tra- Travis, talk about yours. Your shot. It um. It was stupid. We know. I, <laughs> it was stupid. What's that? <laughs> I said it was stupid. We know. <laughs> well, right. And, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, there wasn't competitor equity in, in this competition, you know, and, and again, going into it, it's a television show. You got a deal, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, then you get a fair shake. Okay. That, I mean, that's all there is to it. The only reason I won is because he had bad circumstances and there's absolutely nothing he can do about it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just whatever it, it, it sucks. And, you know, I, I don't know that any given any, Sunday, that, you know, what's that? Any given Sunday, you know, just, well, it's just, I you mean, never it's know. Stuff happens, though. you know, and like, like I said, like for me, like, you know, my, my minimum was, Hey, I want to get to shoot some guns. I wouldn't have a chance to shoot normally. But oh, absolutely. It, yeah. I get, I get that. You know, you I, know, what hang out of what, what came out of it was I got to hang out with these cool people that I wouldn't have got to meet normally. You know, like yeah. I was the only guy from Texas. That and what was, there, was the, you know? what was the prize? What's that? What was the prize? Uh, 10 grand. 10 An grand? Instagram clout. Which, you yeah. know, a- after you pay the taxes and, you know, do all that, you know, you, you might have covered your, your your expenses, you know, from well, I mean, taking off work yeah. and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. I, I think, you know, in, in a way. So you got to look at it from your perspective. You know, you got to look yeah. at it as it's a well, rare opportunity I, for me to go yeah. and Absolutely. meet some interesting, cool cats that, you know, I probably wouldn't get to meet. Absolutely. And then the guns. You know, the weapons. Yeah, it was like, we all won. Yeah. Well, and like, when else am I going to have an opportunity to shoot against an Olympian? Like, that that's bad. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, like, and the thing is, like, Danya didn't do great in this competition because it's a totally different gun than she's used to, but she outclassed all of us. I mean, she was like, she's, she's awesome. She did like great shot, yeah. phenomenal. If you watch any of her videos, she's really good. And, you know, that was a cool opportunity. 
but you know, like, like Evan and I are friends from friends from Instagram or, you know, I always tell my wife, my friends from the internet, which she's like, Oh my gosh, my interwebs buddies. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, but it was, it was a cool opportunity to hang out with some, am I frozen? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Oh, dang it. Something happens at this, at this point in the call. I don't know. I don't know. Can y'all, can y'all hear me? Now hang up and do it again because we're getting feedback. Okay, man, it's always when I'm on a roll too. Damn it! <laughs> you're, you're good now, Paul. Never mind. <laughs> so, what, you what's on. your perspective on this whole, you know, your take on the whole show, the whole experience, Travis? Um, I mean, well, so so wait, Travis won, by the way. <laughs> so Travis ended ended up winning, um, and he did good. You did good on your shots too. I mean, you you hit all four of them. I think. Pretty close to bullseye, right? Uh, I think I, I, think one I had them. one or two out. I, I don't I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I think they you were one of them, but it was still on and it counted. Uh, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so you you pull it off. You win it in the end. Um, so let's talk about that before we go and talk about your experience of the show. Um, so after after everything's all said and done, do they bring you all together and then break the news to you, or how did they how did they yeah. how did they do that? Yeah, we had a, a final roundtable meeting at the campfire or whatever the heck you want to call it, and uh, wow. where somebody voted off the island. And and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, and then they came down and said, you know, whatever. This is this is what the points were, and of course, they did a good job building up suspense. And oh yeah, three points <laughs> separated the first and second place, and you know that sort of thing. So um, yeah, like I said, I, I was I was surprised at the results when when it all came down to it. And and when they did that, I can't remember how how they how they did it on the show. Um, but what 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 was the like jubilation and and what did they shoot fireworks or you know what? <laughs> no, how did they was, celebrate your win? Awesome. I guess is what those, I'm trying to say. Those weren't in the budget. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, it was does seem like it's a low budget show. Well, I mean, I would I would say it was mainly us celebrating travis because it was yeah. one of us who'd won and we had grown so close together during the competition <laughs> and it was it was cool like it was no um did they have like no, a big check that they gave you right there so so you no, your big they, check they, they, they gave him a, a gold bar and then we all jumped him in the parking lot afterwards <laughs> <laughs> they gave him cash and y'all jumped him <laughs> yeah like it's like what, what room is travis in yeah yeah right. Kevin and I jumped him and split the money. If you had um, the opportunity to take the money or the guns. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because um, I've always had a thing for uh, Henry rifles. Like I've always wanted a Henry rifle. I've never had a Henry rifle. And so, and so I wanted to make sure. So the Henry rifle I shot, I made sure I looked at the side of it and saw it was a Taylor's and company rifle. So as soon as the show came out, I was like, Hey, I did really good on this show with your, your rifle. So if you guys want to send me one, I'll be, I'll be happy to, you know, post with it on Instagram. But, you know, uh, I've had uh, Anthony Imperato on the show. Oh, the owner of Henry. They're still, they're still crickets, man. Still crickets. Still so I've, I might know a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let hey, let him know, man. Let him know. <laughs> but um, but no, same thing with Petters with you know with Petersoli and some of these other black powder shoot black powder companies because they shoot a lot of black powder, a lot of black powder guns and I'm like, come on, man. What other what other Instagram page is going to give you guys all this all this great love? But you know. Maybe I just need to be speaking Italian or something. That's the problem. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it at all. 
so you didn't answer my question. Uh, if they gave you the opportunity for the guns or the money, Travis, which would which would you have rather had? Uh, the money. The mo the moolah. I, I just what's yeah, I, and and I know it's probably going to kill Paul and and Evan, but I I'm just guns to me are a tool to accomplish in my entertainment. That that I mean that's re- that's really all it is. You know, I mean. There's, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like, I can appreciate a good firearm, whether it's a shotgun or, you know, or a black powder rig or a lever action gun. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I mean, that was a nice lever action. You know, I mean, it was the, the, the lever action, you know, it worked good, nice and smooth and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, um, I have a, I have quite a few firearms and there's like three of them that I care about. All the rest of them are just a tool and, um, lots of them are covered in rust and dirt. And I don't care. Blasphemy. <laughs> Blasphemy. Guns are no, artwork, right. man. They're artwork. They're to be hung on the wall and admired and appreciated. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna but no, I get, I get what you're saying, man. Uh, so, Evan, you, uh, guns or money? Um, <clears throat> if we're talking all the guns on set, yeah, I'll take the guns. All the guns on set. Yeah, especially that, uh, that trap door. That thing was awesome. That's, yeah nicest one of those i've ever seen in my life well, like paul was saying yeah. i mean some of those guns you know they don't make replicas anymore and they're you know right. they're one of a kind originals and to, yeah. to have that you know, it'd be pri- i'm sure some of those guns were probably worth more than the see uh, yeah now that's if we're going back to getting all of the guns not to keep oh. it to yes i will do that so <laughs> you can, they're yours you can do with them what you want at that point you know <laughs> Dude, that's awesome yep. man You're such a mercenary yeah so paul i know what your answer is going to be Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, like, uh, you know, on the way out to go to fly out to Butte, our our washer went out, like our clothes washer. Uh, So I knew I was coming back to a thousand dollar bill. Right. And so I'm like, so, yeah, I don't want the money. The money's just going to go towards like car repairs. Like, yeah, I want the guns and then I can, you know, pretend like, oh, I can't sell that money. They're only worth about a hundred (laughs) bucks. Yeah, they're old. (laughs) Nobody wants these things. Yeah, they're old old crappers. You know, I couldn't (laughs) sell them if I wanted to. Yeah, we'll get on, uh, was that eBay store and get us a new washer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. So I, it seems like all y'all had a really good time, you know, regardless. Oh, I mean, it's just yeah. the experience itself. So the experience itself, let's go to that, that topic. And Evan, t- talk about your just overall experience with, with this from, from beginning to end, going into it, you kind of your expectations and what you walked away with. Yeah. Yeah. So I was extremely nervous going into it. Uh, I mean, first of all, I had no idea if it was legit or not. After I found out it was real, I was extremely nervous about actually winning um, and, you know, performing well at the competition. So after that first competition, after, you know, I pretty much like totally tanked it, uh, <clears throat> I just had a little conversation with myself. and was like, you know what? You just got to enjoy the experience. Uh, Travis kept saying, you're here for a good time, not a long time. And that really resonated with me. <laughs> and uh, after that first day, that's when I really just started enjoying myself and having fun um, and not worrying so much about winning and just um, concentrating on, you know, the experience. I mean, you know, who gets to say they were on the History Channel and they got to see all the behind the scenes? They got to compete on national TV. Um, I mean, th- that opportunity. And you got to meet uh, Kobe Donaldson. Yeah. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Reality iconic. Television. Yeah. Right. The iconic was, host of yeah. iconic TV shows, Colby Davidson. Beyond what I've ever uh, would have imagined, uh, just starting this whole Instagram and YouTube thing. I uh, started it last year in January, and I would have 
never guess that I'd be on the History Channel because of that. So, well, I've been doing yeah. it for ten years, and I've never been on the History Channel. So, uh, you, you're doing <laughs> something <year>. right. <laughs> Next year, <laughs> it's the mullet, dude. It's all about the mullet. <laughs> dude, I had. Have you not seen my old pictures? No, I haven't. I'll have to check those out, dude. My hair is longer than yours. I'm growing it back. I got it covered up right now, but I'm growing it back. You, you inspired me. Right, let's see it. I donate go. mine though, nice. so I'd, I'll grow it out, cut it, donate it, grow it out, cut it, donate it again. Uh, but I gotta say, you know, I, I I watched it. I watched you. I was very proud of you. I was nervous you. for you on the on that first one because I could tell that you were nervous. I was like, dude, he's so nervous. <laughs> he's got to. Yeah. He has got to calm down. I hope he. You know, I hope he calms down throughout this thing. Uh, but then you did, you came back and, uh, it was like, yep, you did the lead head brigade proud. Well, I, so, I appreciate that. It means a lot. Thank you. So Paul, talk about your experience. So I, I had a great experience. Um, you know, again, like my, I didn't know what to expect. I've never done anything with TV, never done anything like this in my life. Um, you know, my, my, my question that my, my son asked me or the question my son asked me before I left, you know, like, is this, is this real? Right. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is real, but it's an adventure. And, you know, like, honestly, it hit me at a time I I wasn't having a great time at work at that time. And it was a really cool escape. And it was a really good comma on a lot of stuff that was that was that I was dealing with, you know, in my regular life. Mm -hmm. And so getting to travel, getting to go there. um, That was a really cool experience. You know, at, at the end of the day, getting to shoot a lot of a lot of cool guns I didn't have access to and just getting to hang out with great people. You know, like, uh, I think, you know, Travis was awesome. Evan was awesome. Danya was cool. Like it was just really cool hanging out with people who are enthusiasts the same way I'm an enthusiast. You know, we're not all into the exact same things, but we're all, we're all, you know, firearms enthusiasts. We're all second amendment enthusiasts. We're, we're all like, we're on the we're same page. What? Well, I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, you're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same page politically. I mean, that was the other, I mean, that was what was really cool was getting to have really heartfelt conversations with people that are in your milieu like that's something I don't get access to a lot. And so that, that part was very important to me. And I told myself before anything happened, whatever happened, I want, I, I, what I wanted to come across from the show was me being a good sportsman, not me being the best at whatever, whatever it is. Cause like Travis said, and Evan said, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a TV show and it needs to be, that goal is different than what our goals probably were being on the show. Yeah. Right. And, and you, and you can see that a lot of our stuff was cut short. You know, we didn't get an opportunity to have sort of like the, the platform I think maybe we thought we were going to have, but at the same time, like the real cool part about it for me is I got to meet these great people. I got to spend time with them, take time out of my regular life. That's, that's, that's really hectic. Kind of an escape, and, you know, an escape and just to go into a beautiful place and shoot guns. And so, you know, everything, everything that happened, I, I kind of took with a grain of salt that was there. Um, you know, the crew were nice to work with. Colby was, was really nice. You know, he's a Texas guy. I'm a Texas guy. He has goats. I have goats. So we talked about like goat raising stuff, which was kind of fun, kind of surreal to be talking with like a TV star about like goat raising theories and stuff. <laughs> of course, I have five goats. He has like a hundred goats. So it's a totally different scale. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, it was cool. It was a great experience. And it was one of those things that like, even driving in the car with Evan and, you know, the big person who's our handler listening to different music that I don't get to listen to differently, you know, and like all getting, my singing. Yeah, I did. And Evan's oh, a great man. singer. And it's just like, I mean, it was like, that's, that's why you're, that's why you're having a problem. That's why your gun stuff is secondary to your singing career that just hasn't blossomed yet. You know, <laughs> you got to pick one or the other, man. You can't do that's, them both. Yeah. 
right? I mean, this is like a, you know, like like the, I mean, you're in Tennessee, you're in Nashville, come on. Oh, I, got, I, I can hook a brother up. I know <laughs> right, people. Right, the property, right? I mean, there's got to be something, right? I know some people. Uh, no, you know. that's great. I, I have no complaints. It was awesome. It was a good experience. You know, Evan, uh, Travis, and Danya, we're, we, ha- we have a chat, you know, and during the show, we we're, you know, oh my gosh, that was, that was funny or, <clears throat> oh, that was cool. Just encouraging each other. You know, it was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of talked about that earlier about this industry, how <laughs> encouraging and welcoming that, that they are. Now, I got to ask you, cause I was, I was on a set about the same time. I guess you guys were, were filming this. I was, I was working on a, another TV project and I was surprised that the COVID, uh, police are still, uh, as strong as they are on these movie and TV sets. Was it that way on this set? Did you have like a COVID, um, official person that was going around and you had to get tested every day oh. and you had to wear masks? Oh, actually, they yeah, they, they were testing them. the crew every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like giving we them the forehead temp gauge. Yeah. But we did yeah. have to get tested before we, we went up there. Yeah, and I and I think it was it was really interesting because and I I mean I think for this audience this is probably you know this is probably okay to say but like we four were the most conservative people on that set right and 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 I think yeah. that like all you, of us like you five Col- Colby's pretty conservative too isn't he uh, okay and that other guy uh, yeah. I guarantee he oh, is none of us wear masks none of us are down with any of the COVID stuff and so and so it was kind of funny because like but we were around people who were really into it, you know? And it's like, and like where I live, like I live in a rural community in Texas and we've been done with this for a long time. Oh yeah. Like and when Sam, it started, sure we were done with it here. Yeah. And so, and so it was almost kind of funny to like, you know, and I think I was joking with Travis and Evan that it's like, what, what, what are they really going to do? Because let's say they do test us and somebody, you know, for whatever reason, I actually had COVID two weeks before I was on the show. Right. Mm. And so one of the things for the third time, and one of the things that I was um, wondering was, is is that enough in my system that if I did get tested, that it would show up mm. as being positive, right? Um, but, you know, we didn't get tested, you know, and, and it's one of those things where I think that... Um, but they were testing the crew and the crew, the crew. Were, yeah. uh, they had to wear a mask and yeah. You know, see, that that's what I find still, you know, just very concerning it is concerning to me that these people are still hanging on to this as hard as they are hanging on to it and trying to yeah. to bring it up but anyway i just wanted to mention that it's and, see if there's and, a but I, I would say too, though on the hopeful side uh the experience i had in butte was a lot like the area i live in in texas where super friendly people no one's wearing masks no one's yeah up with that nonsense so yeah so that was that was a very positive thing i was real happy to see that so travis the veteran on set uh, you seem to seem to be the the grandpa that kept everybody uh, calm, cool, and collected, and had the you know the the advice from all your experience. So, talk about this experience that you had with this versus maybe some of the other ones um, going into it, and then you know your your ending expectations and thoughts. On yeah, it. so um, you know it's it's funny because um, two weeks before I was on this one, I was doing down in Louisiana on Gun Talk. TV doing a uh, episode of Bill Box. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, between the, and those are kind of the only two shows that I've been on that were not competition related or not three gun competition 
related, I should say, right? Yeah. So, like, there was Three Gun Nation, you know, that was going on for a little while and Shooting USA, mm -hmm. where they would come out and film, you know, segments of, you know, whatever these matches were. But, um, you know, as far as, like, having a, a production crew and, you know, and doing all that sort of stuff, this and Gun Talk were the only two that I've ever done, or uh, the only two that I've ever been on, other than the Goat Rope in Florida, right? That one... I didn't know going into it, but yeah, it was a complete disaster. Everything else has been cool dudes, great people, laid back atmosphere, nice. you know, and, and, um, you know, about three years ago, I got really burnt with competition shooting. I just, I don't care. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of going and working my ass off at the range. I'm tired of going out when it's hot and, you know, and doing and practicing in the, and the sponsor posts and all those sorts of things. So I'm just kind of like, I'm out. I'm going to not practice anymore and I'm going to go shoot matches that I like that I get to shoot with my buddies and, you know, and I'm going to rely on residual skill set and hope for the best on my finish. Right. And I kind of had the same attitude going into this. These are four people that I've never met before. Everything else that I've ever done. I knew somebody. Right. right? And this one here going into this one here, I, I just, I, you know, I, I'm just like Paul and Evan, like I'm anxious to hang out with like-minded individuals and, um, you know, do, do something that's new to me, that's completely out of my wheelhouse, which this was, you know. And, um, you know, that's kind of just the kind of the uh, theory that I've tried to, you know, or the mindset that I've tried to have going into all these sort of things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go have fun, Your you know, ethos. and try to enjoy my time around people and, and get to do a new a new experience and make the, make the very best out of it, you know. So is there talk of maybe, and this, I know the show's just started, um, they're just in the third episode. Uh, maybe doing an all stars or anything like that. Do they do any talk of that? Or is it like, Hey, thanks guys. Appreciate it. I, I don't know if there is or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hadn't, hadn't heard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that this is going to be, um, you know, a success because I would like to see it continue and evolve, uh, you know, and, and continue forward. Because like I said, top shot was probably, uh, one of my favorite shows ever you know i still watch the reruns of it really enjoy it um and it's you know and again it's that being able to shoot something in a way that you've never been able to or will never be able to shoot you know a firearm or maybe it's a bow or you know whatever uh anywhere else um you know and i, and I think a lot of people that that's what appeals to them um because you know, only a small fraction of people are going to be able to get on these, you know, these TV shows. So we get to live vicariously through you guys. And again, I appreciate uh, you guys taking the initiative and especially something new like this that doesn't exist. And, um, you know, it's brand new and people haven't really heard of it. And like you said, you didn't know what you were going into. Nowadays, you know, these other shows, after they've been a while, people have to audition for them. You know, they don't come seeking. So, you know, you guys are in a very unique position to be the first. Uh, so when this does take off and, you know, it does become successful, then, you know, the, the people are going to be looking at you guys, the veterans that have done this before. So awesome. I'm really, I'm really pulling for yeah. it. Hope it does. Hope it does well. Um, yeah. Everybody was great. Yeah, the me too. Was great. You know, and it just seemed like it was, it was definitely a labor of love for them. So yeah, I, I hope it's successful as well too. What, what did you guys think about how the show actually turned out? I liked it. I mean, it was it was entertaining. I wish there was more, yeah. Uh, like Paul said, more scenes of us, like our hero shots, or like us talking. I remember uh, my 
exit interview, if you call it, after the final competition and after they announced the winners, they kind of talked to you one more time. None of that was shown. Um, <clears throat> there was a, a, a clip of me talking about how I wanted the show to help um, the masses understand the importance of the Second Amendment. And I remember Donnie was like, you know they're never going to air that, right? <laughs> like, yeah, probably, but it was still a good thing to see. Yeah, it's good to get it out there. I wish it would have shown more of that. You got but, it on uh, film, so it if it well. ever does get out there, you know, then yeah, it is. right. I, I used Evan's example as my example when I talk about it. Because I was like, man, Evan had this great thing he said about the Second Amendment. And you could almost hear the spot at which they would have cut it off. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it didn't even get that far. They and just that's what I would say. glossed over of- knowing that they're going to edit that out. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I mean, talking, and, and that, was, that was the thing. Is there was a lot of cool shots that were there. You know, cool, cool shots of all of us that... You know, even when the trailer came out, I was like, oh, man, I hope, you know, they had that scene or whatever and and all that kind of thing. And I didn't even there's a shot of me in the intro to the show shooting the the Remington 1875 pistol. And I didn't even notice it. My wife was just like, wait, that was you. I, I saw you there for a second. And had to like and then like 10 minutes later, my sister texted me a picture. She had screen grabbed it of um, nice. proof, you know, but but there was yeah. a lot of cool stuff like that of just like us walking around with guns and stuff. Do that you I wish, know if. Is Colby a producer of this show, or is he is he one of the people that that got it going? Or I think it... he is. I think he is. Yeah, I, I think he has input on where the show goes and what it looks like and those sorts of things. But um, I, I think there's also a big portion of it that he and you know I kind of got the impression that he and Mark were kind of disgruntled with some of the way things were going. I don't want to speak for him, and I don't want to put words in their mouth, you know. But yeah, um, so. I think he has some say in things. I just don't know how much it is or what it looks like or what, you know, I kind of got that in effect how it goes, you know, and watching the show, I kind of got that, that impression, you know, I was kind of getting vibes from him during the show. Um, I don't know what it was, maybe it was tone or how he was doing things, but it just seemed like Colby doesn't seem to be too pleased with, with that, but. Anyway, I mean, it was a good show. I enjoyed it, and I know that there's room. There's always room for improvement, and hopefully they're open to suggestions and get the budget to be able to, to do that. Um, but, yeah, so Ultimate uh, Marksman on the History Channel, or Mountain Men Ultimate Marksman. Don't let me leave anybody short there. Um, no. And it's on the History Channel. I don't know what is it, specific nights, days that it comes on. It's Thursday uh, nights. yeah, it's usually Thursday nights um, at eight thirty. But but you can already um, download the episodes like on Amazon or you know any of those kind of things because I because I know that like with with the people I have as friends like there's there's very few people probably like you guys like we don't have we don't have cable right yeah everybody's everything it's like that's why um, I couldn't play it because it I asked me to log into my cable and I was yeah like, I ain't had cable in twenty five years you can download it on on Amazon you can download the ep- by episode. Okay. Just watch the episode. So, and, and probably YouTube. Like, you probably get some stuff on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you check. Uh, YouTube they're they're going to make it as available as possible for sure. So, so guys, yeah. for our listeners, uh, once again, uh, Travis, give everybody your social media. If you've got a website, um, what you got? What you got going next with Travis? What's going on? Uh, so the the social. All I got is uh, Instagram. Uh, Trav Track Gibson. Uh, I think is is what it is. And then just uh, I don't have a competitive shooter page or anything like that on Facebook. It's just 
Travis Gibson on Facebook doing stupid crap and posting dumb pictures of stuff. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> they're they're not really gun related. There's a little bit of everything on there. You so. got any uh, any fun three gun matches coming up? Um, nope. D- things are uh, my uh, my kid got married, and moved back to Maryland uh, last month. I think it was October, something like that. And we just got moved into a new house, kind of up in the mountains. My wife and I did. So we're getting settled in here. Did a little steelhead fishing today, so got got nice. some stuff going on like that. But uh, yeah, as far as shooting matches go, I think the first one I got scheduled is like sometime in uh, August of next year or something year. like that. I'm sure something else will come up, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing uh, super hectic schedule right now anyways. We'll keep you posted. Uh, be listening to the show because we're always talking about the different matches and stuff that are coming up. For sure, yeah. Paul, what about you, sir? Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, my, my primary Instagram is at the Orion foundation. So that's at T H E Orion foundation. That's where I post a lot of my black powder stuff, uh, just different like woods runner shenanigans, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, fairly active on there. There's also a website, orionfoundation.org, um, where I, where I'm, I'm posting stuff as well there too. Uh, the other stuff I do a lot is I do a lot of stuff with a mountain man hobby. I'm a member of a group called the American Mountain Men. We do a lot of like primitive camping and primitive like like mountain man survival type events. So a lot of that is through my mountain man website, buckskinning.org. You should be Bucks- on alone. Uh, I, I would, but I may not be married when I come back. So like, I gotta maybe when I'm older, maybe when I'm, like there's less kids in the house, that would work out. There but, you um, go. There you I, go. I probably I probably get too lonely. Um, but that's uh, what happens to most of them. They get lonely and they tap out. I could see that. I could see that. And then the other thing I'm really excited about is uh, I do like I have a like a youth mountain man skills group that I do a lot of stuff with. We teach kids how to like nice. make fire with steel, shoot black powder guns, that kind of thing. It was kind of it was kind of my uh, call to arms. I had a buddy of mine who was kind of disgruntled with the Boy Scouts and the directions that way. And he said, man, I really wish I had a group I could take my son to where they could just work on like, you know, mountain man skills. And I really took that to heart and put together a program called Green River Boys. Um, and it's just greenriverboys.com. Uh, back in the mountain man days, green river met the good stuff. Like you'd say, we're going to green river. That's where rendezvous was. And so it just basically is like the good stuff of mountain man stuff. It's Christian based. So we do a Bible lesson. We do a mountain man story and we focus on, on skills. And, um, we, we are about a year and a half into it. Our kind of our, our pilot program has been real successful. So that's been another thing I've been really happy to be involved with. Fantastic, man. If you, uh, side plug. Uh, if you guys are shooting guns and want some steel targets, let me know. And I know a guy cause, um, that would be something we'd like to donate to. Oh my gosh. That would be fantastic, man. I know, I yeah. know we, we talk, but yeah, that'd be awesome. Cause our, uh, our, one of our skills is riflery and we do like black powder shooting. So I, man, I would really appreciate that. That's, that's fantastic. Thanks. Travis. Same, same here. Um, uh, let's get in touch after this. And I know that I've probably got several sponsors that would probably donate some stuff for you guys. Oh my gosh, that, that'd be that'd be fantastic. I mean, because it's all basically, awesome. you know, what part, part of the reason why we we do it? It's decentralized. There's no like, we don't, we, there's no money in it, right? It's basically like the the parents help spring for stuff or whatever, yeah. because that way there's there's nothing that's suable. You know, like they can't go after you and say, oh, well, we don't want you talking about you know Christian values and mountain man skills or whatever. So, um, I, I I wrote all the curriculum myself. I put it online for free. And people reach out to me on Instagram and they're like, oh my gosh, how can I do this? And I'm like, just take it, you know, just take this curriculum, do something that's with awesome, it. Man. Let me know what you like and don't like. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it, that's, I really appreciate that. And it's something that it's been, I've been very passionate about. It wasn't something that I necessarily planned on doing, but it's really kind of taken legs and I'm just real excited to do it. So really appreciate Pretty that. Good. Yeah. I can definitely get behind that. 
Evan. Yep. Yep. Uh, so <clears throat> Instagram, YouTube, and even Twitter, uh, just Flood Munitions. So last name and munitions smashed together, Flood Munitions. And uh, yeah, I've just been posting as much content as I possibly can. Uh, I just did a cool thing with my older sister. She runs a thing called a Swans Gowns and Crowns. And Swan she does, like, dress Gowns rentals. and Crowns? Yeah, yeah. So we went out with a bunch of guns and gowns with my girlfriend and my sister, and my mom, and they all dressed up and we're out on the salt flats and it's like super epic looking. It's so uh, cool. So cool, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna pull it up right here. Is it on is this part of it here? Yeah, it's yeah, right there, both those pictures you're you're going over. Alright. So yeah, look at you like getting all artsy, demo. dude. <laughs> it really is. So it looks like a geisha girl hard. with an AK. Yes, yeah, so that's my sister right there with one of my AKs, and then that picture down from that is my lady shooting the micro Draco. But yeah, they turned out really good. I got a couple more we'll be posting up. Fantastic, man! It looks so good. So here's the Draco. <clears throat> yeah, that one's pretty awesome. I was stoked on that one, dude. You may be starting a new a new fad: <laughs> gowns and Dracos. I, uh, I, yeah, I like trying to, I mean, you know, you, you see a lot, every time you see, like, girls with guns, it's like, it's on borderline nudity, and I think this uh, is, can hopefully direct people away from that. Oh, more, dude, it's know, super, like, a little more classy. Super, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly classy, yeah, you want, I, yeah. Yeah, I man. I think that that's a, a good direction. Versus right this, this nonsense <laughs> right here. What, what's going on with this right. picture right here? It's like a clash bash. All right. Uh, classic in its own way. Red October yep. or something. <laughs> yep. That was a fun one. Dude, but, I need uh, to know yeah. where you got this because that's going to be. Uh, I got a buddy who's getting married. Uh, that needs to be the groomsman's uh, nice. tuxedo there. Like Amazon. That. Refine all the weird stuff. Perfect. Amazon or Etsy, apparently. Or Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw uh, you did yeah, some stuff with Clayco. No, the the other day is that when you're at red october you're doing stuff with clay yeah yeah i got to hang out with clay and a couple of the guys from uh mk3 firearms it was awesome made some good connections down there hoping to see them i'm trying to get into shot show so i'm hoping to see them there so if any of y'all got the hookup let me know and uh, i'll go sleep in my car and holler at me um <laughs> holler at me all right I'm, I'm hollering i might have something for you to get <laughs> but, in uh, Dude, and if you yeah. need a boot, babe, I'm your man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to be on and share with me and the, the Leadhead Brigade your experience there with, uh, with the History Channel's Ultimate Marksman. It sounds like it's uh, it was a great experience for you guys. I know it was uh, for me watching it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, I hope it, it continues. And Leadheads, go to their... Go to Travis's and Paul and Evan and do y'all know Donia's uh, stuff? I think it's just Donia Vizzy, right? Yeah, it's at yeah. Donia D A N I A V I Z Z I. There you go. Go nice. show them some love. Uh, let them know how much you appreciate them being on the show, sharing their their info with us. Would love to get you guys back if you got some new opportunities. Um, Thank you. I'm sure you will have that spur from this. Um, uh, this amazing opportunity that you had, there's probably going to be other things that blossom from that. If there's anything that I can do or the, the Leadhead Brigade to, to further that, we'd be more than happy to. Just let us know. 
uh, awesome. happy to, well, to do that. Thank you for having us on, Lefty. Yeah, no, I was, it's always fun. Really yep. appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, good time. And Leadheads, go yeah. support our sponsors, uh, Mission First Tactical. Go to missionfirsttactical.com. Use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 20% off. Go to seal1.com. Uh, you could probably use some of this for those uh, uh, black powder guns that you're running there, Paul. Uh, get you some of this it's seal one. Cleans your guns, keeps the protects them against corrosion. Um, seal one.com. Use the code LEADHEAD. Get 25% off at seal one. You want an awesome talking lead logo t shirt like I'm wearing here for our viewing audience? You can go to 1776united.com. Get our logoed shirts. Uh, we get the Leadhead Brigade logo shirts there. They got patches. Uh, use the code Talking Lead. You're going to get 20% off at 1776 United. Uh, you go to Factory 47 for our AK Corner logoed apparel, and use the code Leadhead. You get 10% off there. And let's see here we got Keltec. Go to Keltec Weapons. Use the code Leadhead. You're going to get 15% off. Anything in the pro shop, guns are excluded, obviously. The guns aren't included. Uh, but you have an opportunity to win one on our big giveaway, our 10-year anniversary giveaway. So make sure you enter that. Uh, we're giving away a Keltec Sub-2000. We're giving away a Century Arms AP5 9mm. You guys know what an AP5 is, don't you? Are you familiar with MP5s? I say that's an MP5 clone, right? Yeah. Don't call it a clone, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is that is what uh, it is. Right. They're it very sweet. Fired. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. I've checked them out. IWI, we're giving away a Tavor. Uh, it's an OD Green five five six in the uh, Tavor. Uh, we got some stuff from Mission First Tactical, ASP USA, uh, all the people that I mentioned earlier, and there's probably some other ones by the time that I get this. Um, by the time you're listening to this uh, podcast. And our BFT-47 giveaway that we're doing with Century Arms to raise money for our friends over at Sheepdog Impact Assistance, uh, we're gonna we're selling raffle tickets. So be looking at the social medias. Uh, be looking at um, the... Where else do I post it? Listen to the podcast um, to get information on how you can, can enter and buy your tickets and do all that. So just... Pay attention in that, right, Evan? Just participate, listen, and that's how you win on this show. Yep. Just ask Evan because he's won several yeah, times. I've been very impressed. I've won a lot of stuff from you, and I'm pretty stoked about it. So I appreciate all that. <laughs> and that's just one listener. You know, we spread yeah. the love to to all our listeners. So, uh, Leadheads, again, we appreciate everything over the past ten years that you guys have done to get this show going from the grassroots. We have some very loyal listeners and fans out there, and I love taking care of you. So. Make sure you're participating. If for some reason you can't participate in the contest or giveaways that we do, uh, whether you're not, you don't have a social media account or something like that, just get in touch with me and I'll come up with ways that uh, we can get you involved and entered in those giveaways because we want to include everybody. Um, so that yeah, does it, guys. I've been in the air for 10 years, man. Yeah, 10 years, man. 10 years. 10 years. That's impressive. Leducated, the uneducated. We were doing this before podcasting was a thing. What the hell is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that you know I'd be doing it for for ten years? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really enjoy it. I wouldn't do this if I didn't didn't enjoy it and didn't love it. And uh, I appreciate 
all our all our listeners, all our sponsors that have made it possible for the the ten years, and hopefully we get another ten years out of it. Having great guests like Travis and Paul and Evan on the show, because that's what it's about. You know, it, it's about you guys and what you're doing out there to push and promote. You know, living the life. You know, it's not about talking about it; it's actually going out and living the the life, the two A life, because you know some of us will call it. But it's enjoying our freedom because if you don't use them, you don't enjoy them. What's going to happen? You're going to lose them, and we're they're slowly eroding away now. And we have to fight to keep our America, our constitutional rights um, that we have. So get out there and vote, and that's where it starts. You got to vote. You got to get the right people in the right positions and tell them what to do. They are not leaders. These people, these elected officials, are not leaders. They're not, they, they don't lead us. They do what they're supposed to do, what we tell them that we want done. Even the president. president's not a leader. He's an elected official that is supposed to carry out the will of the nation. And that's how we do it, and that's my preaching for the day. So, leadheads, have a great holiday that's coming up. If uh, You better be listening to me before then because I'm going to have many more shows before Christmas gets here. Um, but until then, Evan, as always... Keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. There you go. And make sure you tune in to the Ultimate Marksman and watch our, our buddies compete here. Awesome. Damn straight. <laughs>